Like, you need a great opener. Like, somehow we're adults. Do, do. We can record like, that like right some now. Some kind of like. We can record that right oh, now. Everybody be quiet. Somehow we're adults. That was it. That was it. We did it. The, and you, the anyone listener, listening, that was the that is what you're gonna hear from now on. After, that's it. After that point is a symbol clash, and that's all you need. <laughs> Steve, what's up? How long you been making art for? Cause you're you, okay. First of all, tell everybody what you do. The the soulless sucking job. No, 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 no. The the fun one. What you the, the stuff you actually want to talk about? Not your not your uh, your. Uh, Pop art and murals. Pop. Okay, so explain what pop art is. Pop. <laughs> so like like pop culture, right? Yeah, I don't hey. know. It's just like a cool uh, portrait. How'd you get into it? Uh, just the way I used to draw, and then high school it became my hustle. Yeah. Yep. So in high school, what? How old are you? You said thirty six. <laughs> thirty six. Yeah. So you've been doing it for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it something you do consistently, or is it just something in the past couple of years you started it doing? It was more? actually before I got serious with Publix. Uh, me and a buddy were gonna open up a tattoo shop, but then he backed out, and I never followed through. Started working for Publix and just flowed. Yeah. And then yep. art came back. I broke my ankle like six years ago when I decided to wrestle uh, Jamar Taylor, mm-hmm. and he's a lot bigger than me. <laughs> broke my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> So then I had nothing to do. I ran out of Roseanne episodes to watch. So, <laughs> uh, I picked up a paintbrush again and started. Yeah. So about six years ago, because you broke an ankle and didn't have shit else to do. Yes, sir. Damn. How often do you do it now? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Now, like, like, so we were talking about before we started recording too that like, there's a discipline that comes with it, just like doing it constantly. Mm-hmm. Do you feel yourself like, is there ever days that you just don't want to do it? Never. No. No, and uh, what I love about this is 75% of my, my jobs or gigs, my kids can come or they can participate. I got three artists growing up. Yeah. So when I'm at home painting, I typically have people painting with me or my setup is right there. In, in it's the, a family uh, affair. In the yeah, yeah. It's family business. Yeah, yeah. That's my, awesome. My children at 14 are getting jobs. Wow. Yep. That's why I kept the name DeLong Pop Art instead of, any, and, and, uh, instead of instead just of your Steve, Yeah, yeah. It's a family thing. That's awesome. That's dope. That's pretty dope, yeah. Yeah, do you? So your kids have grown up. I'm assuming they just like it runs in the family. They just love doing it too. Uh, my oldest too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how many kids do you have? Uh, three biological, two step. Jesus. Oh, that's great though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm sure it keeps you busy. That that plus this the one art. watches that one. That one watches that <laughs> one. I get more free time. Yeah. So what what is your like? How, what is your like vice? Like what makes you decide what you're painting? Like do you see something? What gives you inspiration to to start something new? Uh, well, I do a lot of commissions, so, like, people want certain pictures, but, like, for me, I, like, for instance, this picture behind me. You want to hold it up? Uh, sure. sure. You can hold it, between, hold it between us. This is the one you've been showing on all your social media? So, like, this is Fucking just dope. off the top of the brain. This is, like, uh, self-love. So, this comes from, I started drawing these, um, actually, when I got, if you want me to go a little deep into me, because y'all don't really know me that well. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I got divorced when I was 26. So when I was like 24, found out my wife had been having an, an, an affair. Goddamn. Depressed. I'm sure. I went from Colton size to beanpole back to semi-fat. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it takes time to realize uh, it's all about self-love. So the grass is always greener where you choose to water it, which is why the crown has the water coming out from his brain, you know, down into himself. And then that's where the uh, growth is. And that's the way I view the business as well. 
because I'm watering my family. I'm giving them something, a, a leg to stand on if they choose to follow that path. Right. And I mean, it, it, that's just, it's a badass thing to do. Like, like to have like the whole family do it together. Like mm-hmm. that's your guys is what you do for fun in the free time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. many people, what they do to pass the time is like watch TV and movies and they don't, don't do anything that's like constructive and like works on making a skill better. They're just focused on how much TV can they watch? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. Do you guys watch a bunch of TV? <clears throat> yeah, they do. Yeah. But they, but they probably do an art at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So many people don't do that. They're on Instagram. <clears throat> God damn it. <clears throat> Just so everybody listening knows, Can't it's 9 o'clock. Whiskey. It's, it's, well, it's 9.30 on a Saturday, and uh, we're drinking whiskey so uh, and coffee. I haven't even finished my coffee yet. It's because I'm shy. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it. We'll get, that, he said the whiskey will help loosen them up. Uh, whatever. Um, At least we got good whiskey. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is good whiskey. What, like, do you like whiskey? Do you like bourbon? I like whatever. <laughs> Place in front of me. I got you. Um, but no, I mean, it, like so many people don't have a discipline. They just, they, they do what feels good when it feels good. Like for me, the podcast comes easy. Like I love doing it, but then there's sometimes too, where I'm like, man, maybe I could do something different. Or you, you, as you get older, you have more responsibility, more things to do. And you're like, okay, well I need to do this. And like, it's very easy to back burner your passion mm. or like to do something you like and, um, and to make it to where it's something like habitual to where you just like, I'm going to do it this time. This is when I'm going to do this. It's like, it's hard for people to, to do that, especially in your shoes when you have kids. Mm-hmm. Like I know how difficult it is with me not having kids to try and do something on a regular basis that like, like you said, you'd have to make it a family affair. Otherwise you would be spending time away from your family and it would, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. Well, like uh, I got tattoo conventions is probably my hottest spot. So like, uh, we, I did a Mickey Mouse, a big three foot by four foot, but I let my five-year-old do the entire background. So she got out there with poor paint, we played some music, and she just went ham on this canvas. <laughs> Looked like, oh my God. And then yeah. I came back in and did the graffiti style Mickey over it, and then let my other daughter take watered down a, a acrylic and pour over it. And that painting sold for like $700. Wow. So at five years old, she got a $150 cut. And wow. she is just, everything's yeah. art. Yeah. Loves it. Well, I mean, that's, that's like, I know, at least when I was a kid, like, art was like a mandatory class. And, like, I loved it. But, you know, I, I just when I started to get, like, semi-decent and better than the other kids in the class mm-hmm. is when I was, like, that's when they, that's when you, would, like, go to middle school and it's an elective then and you have to decide to do it. And I was like, eh, not so much. But, like, I like all forms of art. Like, like what you do, like that's not what I like to do. I just don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. But to, to me, the art of conversation, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I also love like cooking. Yeah. Like to me, that's a good way. I feel like so, everyone should have some form of like art that they do that's like where they get to express, you know, like they get to basically think about it themselves and decide what they're doing for themselves. So um, now do you see yourself doing it full time as a career one day? Well, that's a goal. Yeah. 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 That'd be freaking crazy, right? It's hard to believe you yeah. could like, like growing up and that, that's part of the thing I like about doing the podcast is hearing what other people do <clears throat> because so many people, <clears throat> they get in a job where they make enough money and they're like, Oh, you know, I don't love it, but, uh, but yeah, it, you just get complacent. Right. And then your, your body, your soul becomes stagnant. Mm-hmm. Like screw that. Well, it's the way, it's the way society's set up, man. You, you're set up to where like you get out of high school and you're told you're not, you're, you're dumb. You're not nothing until you go to college <laughs> and then you go to college and you're like, oh, well, my parents, you know, they were just scraping by. They, so I got to get student loans to pay for it. And student loans are the one, 
like debt that's non-bankruptable. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can't get out of student loans until you pay them off. And then like the term of student loans, like there's no fucking end to that shit. So people rack up eighty, hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt for four years and they get a degree in something that they're like, well, I think this is what I want to do. They've never you, fucking tried it. Then you can't afford your damn <clears throat> bill. <laughs> right. And then, but, but as that's happening, you're like, you start dating, you're like getting serious with somebody because that's when you're normally when people start getting serious with people is right out of college, you get serious. And then next thing you know, you're like fucking, you're racked up with debt. You're, but, but now you're with somebody and like, okay, well, we got to get married. Well, you know, the wedding industry, that's fucking a big, big business. People are spending $50,000 on weddings. And then, so you take out a loan for that. You have the student loans already. And then while you were in college, you're like, well, this old, you know, fucking car I got for high school, like it doesn't work anymore. And we got to get a new, newer vehicle. So then they get a car loan for that. And the next thing you know, they've got fucking so many bills that when they're done with college, they have to get a job in that field to make enough money to afford all the bills they fucking have. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're stuck to it. They can't afford to make less because if they start making less money, then they can't afford their lifestyle. They, like, I feel like the, just the normal trajectory of American life sets you up to where you can't do, like, what you're doing. But right? that's how the rich people stay rich, and then, the you know, they keep the mediocre people mediocre. Right. Because uh, what you should be learning in high school is how to set up these RA accounts or these retirement accounts all on your own. I don't need a giant company to do it for me. Right. If I put X amount of money down and I just dedicate $20 a week to this bank account that has a good interest mm-hmm. in 20 years, I'm going to do what Publix did for me in 40. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's, when it comes to like retirement stuff, um, like they, they, everyone makes you rely on like these big corporations because mm-hmm. that's the, what the general people think. And like, from what I've learned from talking to like people like you and the, like just people that are doing what they love, regardless of the money, mm-hmm. like once the money starts to come, it's just like, oh, well, like this is fucking cool. It's just sprinkles on cake. Right. Yeah. It, it's butter on the biscuit at that point. It's like, I was doing this anyways. Like, if you can do what you love for free and then find a way to monetize it, that's more important than getting money and then finding a way to like what you do. Because mm-hmm. that's what most people do. They get they follow the money and then let, decide if they like it or not. And I, you know, it's hard. <clears throat> it's hard for people to like break that cycle because to do that, it takes a lot of willpower, discipline. It's scary. Yeah, I mean, I fucking. So, so I was on that same path though. Like I had student loans, uh, mm-hmm. but I only went to school for two years and I went to community college. I had um, a tuition reimbursement and I had, um, I had like a, a bright future scholarship or was it bright futures? Is that the Florida one? I don't fucking know. I had some, some kind of minor scholarship. I still write in crayon, bro. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> still write in crayon. Um, but so like, I, I was on that path. I had student loans, but at the end of my my two year degree, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. A, and then B, like I'm not gonna go take out forty thousand dollars worth of like loans on top of like the was it ten thousand dollars I'd already taken out. I was like, I like that just seems dumb to me. I had already gotten a car loan and gotten a newer vehicle, and I literally was like working part time and not making fucking dick for money. And I was like, this is this is not something I want to continue to do. And I was like, I, I want to go, and I was, you know, getting in a, in a serious relationship at that point. And I was like, this is not what I want to do for forever. So I'm going to go try and make more money now. Find out what it is I want to do. Bef- I, I don't know what made me do that, but I was like, I want to go find out what I want to do before I start committing to another two years of, like, serious education. Because your first two years of college, it's, uh, just, it's just fucking high school. Yeah. It's paid for high school. I, like, I don't know how else to put it. It's I learned a bunch of shit. I had nothing to do with my business degree that I was mm-hmm. with. And... um and I was, so I was on that trajectory and then I stopped after my two year degree and I was like, okay, I'm going to go start working. I got a full-time job, started making more money, 
But I, at that point, I started listening to uh, Dave Ramsey's podcast. I don't know if you ever heard of Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. the debt-free guy. And um, and I was listening to like how much, like basically, the sooner you correct these things in life, the easier it is to do it. The longer you wait to correct these things, I mean, you understand with mm-hmm. retirements and stuff like that. Like the longer time frame you have for your investments, the more you're gonna get from it. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm you know in my early twenties, like. I need to get my shit together yeah. because like if I find out what it is I want to do now, that's going to make a huge impact in 30 years. And so at that point I was like, you know what? Like, let me just discipline. My- I just moved out of my parents' house. I was like, let me just discipline myself to get to the point where I can undo all of what normal society wants to do. Yeah. Like I don't need to drive the newest car. It doesn't need to be gorgeous. Like as long as it's paid for. So I paid off all my loans, paid off all my debt, which wasn't really that much. Like I was pretty smart with my finances. Like I, I remember when I first listened to the Dave Ramsey podcast, my mom had recommended it to me mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't fucking need that. Like I got money in the bank. Like I don't need to listen to this. And then one day I ran out of the other podcast that I listened to. I ran out of episodes and I was like, well, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> I was like, you know what? You know, if this guy's an expert or whatever, I was like, let me just hear how close what I'm doing. This is how like bullheaded I was at the time. I was like, let me hear how close what I'm doing is to what he's saying. Cause that's fucking my, my big ass ego. And, uh, I listened to it and I was like, it was such a shell shock in my brain, like all these new thoughts and everything like that. And I was like, well, fuck and, and you know, I listened to it while for a while and I was trying to poke holes in it in my brain. And every time I try and poke holes in like his thoughts and processes and everything like that, I was like, well, fuck, that's it. He's thought about that more than I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so I took the time and I disciplined myself for like a couple years to get everything paid for and to get on the upside of things. So now I'm at the point where I can decide what I want to do if it's worth my time or not. Where other where the other way around would be like I can't afford to make less than what I'm making now because, you know, if mm-hmm. I do, I'm going to be – I can't pay these bills. My car is going to get repossessed and, you know, I'm going to have a, a terrible credit score and all these things. And now I'm just like – I, everything's paid for. Nobody can take anything from me. Yep. It's fucking, it's, it, and now it's allowing me to have that freedom as soon as possible in life. And to me, I don't know about you, that inspires me. Like hearing about people that are like, you know, like making money from something they love to do. Mm-hmm. Like that shit gets me fired up. I'm like, man, it's fucking possible. You, like the American dream doesn't have to be the rat race. Mm-hmm. The American dream can be like, here, if you fucking, if you discipline yourself, you do something you love and you're constantly critical about what you do, trying to get better at it, you can actually like make a fucking difference in your life. Well, it's all about just humbling yourself sometimes. It's like my wife makes almost six figures a year. She just went back, sold her brand new car back to the, uh, the dealership and went out and bought a $3,000 POS because it gets her from A to B because there's no point in having a $600 payment in life for what? So the guy. So, so you can impress the goes, other people. Wow, look at that! You don't need that. No, no, no. Yeah. I'd re- I, uh, I <clears throat> every time I've ever talked to somebody who like owns their own business mm-hmm. or has fucking a lot of money, like in comparison to the average person, like they always don't look like they have money. The, to me, from what my general experience is, the people who wear like designer clothes and nice shoes mm-hmm. and like have like Versace sunglasses and all that shit are typically the ones that have the least amount of money in their bank accounts. Like they're the fucking, like the, the guys that walk in have like tattered shirts on and like a pair of shorts they've had since Vietnam, mm-hmm. like and fucking just like the, the, the new balance mm-hmm. shoes, they're all dirty from mowing the grass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those, I would, I would rather look like I have money or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'd rather look like I don't have money and have money mm-hmm. than the other way around. Yeah. 
And so like uh, one of my one of my buddies, his dad owns his own like business out of like a garage in his back back uh, backyard, and he makes a fucking killing. Mm-hmm. Like buys brand new trucks off the lot in cash. I feel like he's not hurting for money at all. Granted, he's never been married. He only has like two adopted kids, kind of thing. But yeah. regardless, the first time I met him, I thought he was homeless. <laughs> <laughs> he came to where I was working, and uh, and I thought he was about to steal from us. Like I thought, and and my buddy's talking to him like, like he knows him. And I was like, Hey man, like he's getting like fucking a hundred dollars worth of shit. I'm like, he's going to steal that. But he's like talking to him. And I'm like, how do you know that guy? He's like, Oh, it's my dad. And I was like, that's your, your dad that you told me owns his own business. I was like, are they fucking struggling? And he's like, no, he makes really good money. And I was like, why does he dress like that? And he goes, well, he used to wear designer clothes. He used to wear, you know, Rolexes and shit like that and drive nice cars. And then he just got tired of people fucking talking to him and asking for money yeah. and asking for things. And I was like, hmm. I talked to another guy. It was basically the same story the other day. I mean, he looked homeless, but he didn't walk in looking like a million dollars. Yeah. And fucking crazy story. I'll have to tell you off the podcast what he, this guy's stuff is fucking crazy. I don't know how much I, I need to try and get that guy on the podcast. That guy was crazy. Um, but to me, that's like, I'd rather, I'd rather hear like, like on the low, like, Oh yeah, man, man I've got this amount of money in the bank. Like, Jesus Christ, man, that's fucking awesome. Why don't you buy nicer clothes? Like, I don't fucking want that shit. Well, you realize too, that like people who make a lot of money, they buy all the shit that you're supposed to buy when you become rich. Mm-hmm. And then they just realize, like, oh, this is just shit. Yeah, it's just more shit to clutter up your house. Right. Like, a Rolex does the same shit that this, like, $70 G-Shock does. And you're Who needs the watch? You got a phone. Right. Well, I like I like having the watch. I like having the watch. A lot of times I don't have my phone on me. Yeah, I got you. But, um, but like, so many people, they just, they're, they're, like, they buy the watch, they get the car, and they're like, oh, this does the same thing all the other ones do. Mm-hmm. Like, and now I've got even more attention on me now because I'm wearing a fucking, you know, gold watch. No, I'm good, man. I don't want that shit. So what? What is your idea of like? What is your idea of like the American dream? Like, what would you? Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, without hesitation, do you? <laughs> no. Everyone asks me this question. Like a lot of people ask me, dude. Their their biggest struggle in life is to make fifty dollars for lot fees and then to have enough money for some some whiskey and sausage or pepperoni <laughs> at the end of the week. Like that. Fuck. Like. You don't need a giant mortgage. You don't need a giant car note. And it took me to my 30s to realize that. Like, I put in almost 20 years with Publix. I could retire now, sit on my ass for probably nine years. But I'm obviously not going to do that. Like, even if I did retire, I would roll it over somewhere just to be smart about it because I have put in the time. But I'm surrounded by, and, and like, okay, so I got stagnant life. I was hanging around with the same people that do the same shit every Friday night. They do nothing. Like, the club is fun, like, once a month. Maybe once every couple months, like not every night. They blow their paychecks. They just, I, I have friends that are almost 40 doing the same shit that we were doing in high school. Living paycheck to paycheck. Which is, they, just, they have no ambition, no right. no goals. All right. So, for instance, if I'm going to be a bodybuilder, it's not about I can go in there and lift 400 pounds. That might be my goal. But ultimately, I'm in there to sculpt my body. So, if 225 is my 10 rep thing and that's all I ever hit, you got to leave your ego at the door. Because that's going to build me just as much as him bench pressing 450 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then your diet, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's like with art. Every weekend, I am surrounded by go-getters. They're not there to step on you to get the promotion, to get the new office spot. If they learn something new, for instance, that print that I just gave you. Shout it, out. Shout out, Steve. You oh, get I'm sorry, that, the DeLong family. You get that at a very discounted price. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. But that's, my, that's probably my highest seller right there. Really? Because I won't sell the original. Because so many people want the print. 
That's dope. I'm gonna but hang like, it up. I'm gonna hang it up right behind you. So canvas discount, like they they sell you quality prints. Like you didn't even know that that was a print when I had no, it. No, I didn't. And then I can turn around and sell it for ten times what it cost me, and it's still cheap to the consumer. Mm-hmm. So it's just a money bracket, and I share that with anyone who's an artist, or I share. Well, iron sharpens iron kind of thing. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are like, that's the thing with me, like doing podcasts is I want to surround myself with more people that are doing podcasts. I want to be around people who have more successful podcasts than I do because that's going to build me up. And it keeps you motivated. Yeah. If you hang around the same bullshit. All right. For instance, if I make X amount of dollars, you know, and I'm just coasting through life and I just hang out with the same people that do nothing. I want to hang out with a guy who does murals every week. I get them like one, I get maybe three or four of them a year. This dude does one every week. I want to hang out with him because I want to know what he's doing and that's just going to help me get bigger and better. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hang out with the guy who's who's consistently satisfied at making what he makes in life or mm-hmm. just coasting through. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And again, I also found a, a, a business venture that my children can come to. So it's a family event. So if I have a, a like next week, I'm at the Orlando Tattoo Convention. My kids can come to that. So I'm working and they get to hang out with me for three days straight. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And, and you can potentially put, make money. It's going to be better for you and in, in your future endeavors with, with whatever it is you yeah. want to do with art. And they get to put their artwork out as well. That's fucking awesome, man. So, like, my uh, stepson, who's he's real big into the anime, he sold, like, four pieces at Ink, at Ink the Bay. He made, like, 400 bucks. I mean, in, like, one day. How old is he? Uh, he's 13. To fucking four hundred dollars to a thirteen-year-old. That's and a lot of money. He made it off of something he enjoys doing. My oldest, that's so bonkers. I had oldest, to mow the yard. <laughs> yeah, get twenty dollars. Yeah, but that's what I'm showing them, and that to me gives me pride. Like even if I'm literally barely able to make the bills off my art, I rather do that than slave away and make somebody else. Yeah. Well, you you understand too, like what we were talking about earlier with the car. Like if you're making, like I don't know, just for do you want more whiskey? Kill it. Yeah, you got to drive at some point, but you're good, man. You're good. We can we can have you drink some water later. I got to go set up the soccer fields. Man. Okay, cool. Oh shit, yeah. I'll cheer him on. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so my thing is like, if if you make, I mean, how how many jobs are out there where they make thirty thousand dollars a year to work full time? There's a lot of jobs, right? Mm-hmm. A ton of them. Well, you can kill it if you want to, man. Nah, it's okay. okay. All right, cool. Just a sip. All right, got gotcha. you. I'm not greedy. All right, you're good. Um, and. Uh, like so, there's so many jobs out there where you can make thirty thousand dollars a year. You just have to make sure you're living less than a thirty thousand dollar a year lifestyle too. You know yeah, but I mean? that's not what society teaches you. No, and especially with how I can be fresh out of high school, no fucking credit, no real job, and they'll give me a thirty thousand dollar loan on a truck I can't afford. Right. Uh, they don't give a fuck if you can afford yeah, it. They just care right. if they get their money back. Well, you, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. So, and then most people, for instance, my wife learned this the hard way because she was always told, you know, she couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Got six years of college under her belt. Like I said, she makes she makes great money. But she had to have the house, that car, everything that took her right out to the brink of her income. And then she might as well be living in a, in a fucking shed somewhere I, yep. because she's living that lifestyle because you're broke every week after you pay the, pay the uh, bills. And then you got me to come along who idolize the trailer park boys. <laughs> and I don't buy shit. Like, you, you got to go buy me new shoes because I'm yeah. not going to buy them yeah. until I, they fall off my feet. Ask Colton. I'm fucking cheap as fuck, dude. I don't buy shit for myself. Like, it it normally, (laughs) right when I get to the point of buying myself something, it's like right up on my birthday, and I'm like, "Ah, I can't do it. Someone's going to have to buy me something. Yeah, so I'm I'm cheap as fuck. But, like, I would rather, what what would, like, would you rather, 
make $100,000 a year and live $100,000 a year in bills. Like where you're living so close. Like so many people live right at their income level Mm -hmm. every year. They make 50,000. Yeah. But I would rather make $30,000 a year and take $10,000 to live off of. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, money is a tool. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. It is just it. It is a segue to get you more things in life that you want. And to me, what I want, I don't want material things. I'd rather drive an old piece of shit car mm-hmm. that costs three thousand dollars for every day, as long as it gets me to where I want to go. Where I want to go is more important than how it takes to get there, as far as like driving is concerned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't care what people think about what I drive. I don't care what people think about what I wear. You know, um, if people really want to know who I am, they'll listen to the podcast mm-hmm. and and they'll actually get a sense of what my thoughts are and what, what everything I want is. So, like, I just, I'm not interested in looking like I'm more than I am. I'm interested in looking like less than I am, uh, financially speaking. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, 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 well, far, you, like you've seen who people. Who are you trying to impress? I'm, I'm trying to build a legacy. But what I'm saying. That I'm is, proud of. Again, it took me to about 2930 to realize this. The only people that I need to have in my corner is my wife and my children. If you or you become great friends, awesome. That's just bonus. But but still, we don't fucking my what I say has nothing to do with your life. No no no. Yeah, like that, you don't listen. That's not like, what I'm saying. Yeah yeah. Okay sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going along on the importance of like, I don't need to jack my Jeep up. I don't care if your Jeep's bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. My my wife dri- literally went from driving a brand new badass suv to this like old 99 corolla because it like other things that are indestructible i know but it clicked she's <laughs> yeah. like why am i paying this yeah for what so now she has like another 650 dollars a month like, yeah that adds up quick yeah like it doesn't sound like much when you when you make like say you make 1200 dollars a week that's a an abnormal income 1200 dollars mm-hmm. a week for one person but and so you're like oh 600 a month that's like fuck that that's like not even like that's half of one of my weeks but that adds up fucking quick. Yeah, but you get that, you get the braces bill, then you get Netflix, Hulu, yeah. fucking. And that's what she did. So yeah. Now she's she's realizing you get all the things because it's a competition with the people you work with to be who can live the most, like outwardly, who can live like what appears to be the better life. Yeah. Like man, I'd rather fucking, I'd rather drive paid for cars. I'd rather look. I, I just don't care about driving a Mercedes, a BMW. I don't care about driving like badass cars. I don't care about driving new cars. I like. I mean you should see what i drive right now uh it's not nice but it, it to me it's nice it does everything i want it to it gets you where you gotta go exactly good shit. it gets good gas mileage which is right now at four dollars and fifty cents a gallon that's fucking dude i stopped difference. at 80 i was like i don't know how much is on my card <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know man and and like you said surrounding yourself with artists that are doing shit you wanted to do like that's why i was so excited to like get you on the podcast because it's like like no our art isn't the same mm-hmm. like this is my art yeah but it fucking if it's a win-win thing like i'm gonna make videos from this i'm gonna post them on social media you can share them like that's good looks good for youtube people who love your art can actually like hear what you think about and like like i didn't fucking i've seen that picture mm-hmm. or that painting so many times on your social media no idea what the meaning of it was until we just talked about it yeah like that's fucking awesome like to me that's and we can do this again if you ever wanted to but like fucking like this is so easy to me because Mm -hmm. i'm gonna talk i'm gonna have conversations like this provided the opportunity presents itself like if i was just like seeing you in a store one day and you just stopped and started talking to me like i would probably have the same a similar conversation but so to me it's so easy for your life to be so busy that you don't have time for conversations like these that having a podcast is a good way for me to like carve out time to actually have conversations like this definitely 
And uh, and I love this shit, man. I fucking love it. Ask Colton. He's, he doesn't understand it because he's, he's an introvert. Well, that's all I am. I'm, yeah. I'm actually glad that you invited me out. Yeah. Because like you said, at work, I have the most uninviting face. And I'm <laughs> probably one of the most chill people you'll so, ever meet. Someone told me that you did art. And I was like, the fucking mean dude on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll have to follow him. And I like, I found you on social media. And I was like, oh, this is fucking dope, man. I would have never known. He <laughs> no. like, he have never seen him smile, man. <laughs> Dude, all right. So, I, but I, I, we, if you follow any of my Instagrams or shit, everyone always tells me I'm always smiling and laughing when I'm out at art, like, yeah. doing my, doing my thing. Yeah. At work, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't like you. The only person <laughs> I talk to is Farzo. Yeah. Other than that, you're an enemy. Yeah, like, you. I want to get my shit done. I want no, no, I just feel yeah. like it's quicksand. It's like it's like um, you were saying earlier. You were taught as a child that you have to grow up and work forty years, and hope you live long and, enough and to just, enjoy retirement. Just squirrel but that's away not money. True. Yeah. It's not true. Now, Publix is great. Publix is a great place. My job is a great job. The shift has allowed me to do what I truly love, but. And I don't care if you post this or cut it. I don't give a shit. When I turned down the promotion to become a press operator, because that's the next step. That's what you're supposed to do. No, but if I did that, then it would have took away my weekends, and I couldn't have done what I really liked. Mm-hmm. To me, in my eye, Publix turned their back on me then because I wasn't following their plan when they realized that they weren't first. My passion was, mm-hmm. and it's blowing up now because I made right. those choices. And had I had, oh. and had I had these outlets at 18 or 19, I would have never went to Publix. Right. Um, I would be doing murals, but that kind of shit just wasn't going on back then. There was no social media. I'm older than you. Right. We didn't have YouTube. I didn't have all these connections, right. no uh, Instagram. Internet makes a huge fucking difference. Yeah. You can Dude. you can get your word out incredibly I did my fast. first show uh, last May, so I've been doing this professionally for a year. My business has quadrupled to the point where I'm almost substantially able to do it alone without Publix. Wow. Uh, and the guy who was messaging me had he said he had like nine people refer me from Facebook. I thought he was a scammer, like just trying to take my shit. Right. So, so I ignored just so him much for that, like yeah. almost like a month, and then he finally said, "Just Google my name." So I Googled him, and he's really the curator of this big tattoo show. Oh, so shit. I did it, sold out of my whole gallery almost. Saw that I made what I make at Publix in a month and a weekend, off of shit that I liked. Shit that you would you did for free basically. Well, I mean, I was doing commission work off right, 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 but, off but, of Facebook, but the shit I did in my spare time. Right, you you did it for fun. you would have done it, with, it for free, and the fact that you could make money from it was and it just was changed just crazy. my whole outlook on life. And then I really started like you said, Dave Ramsey, listen to Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That whole uh, you know, find something to make ten dollars, whether it's haircuts, art, podcast, ten dollars, and then you know you do it ten times, and then you do another ten times, and then. You know, you hire a staff and then they do it 10 times. You're all millionaires. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and that's not my goal. But the point of that story is that you can be successful doing what you love, whether you make 30 grand a year bro, and you or just, you make 300,000 a year. You just have to not give a fuck what, what your parents say, which, oh, hey, yeah, my mom imp- hates my guts right now. That's an impossible Somebody thing. Are you going to be Publix? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> bro, it's, it's such a thing because like pe- people just, they, they, they want to force how they felt onto you as far as like they want that like, well, you know, I didn't quit my job, so you shouldn't quit yours. But they don't they, they don't think about it deep enough to even realize that they're like, oh, my God, my son's going to end up living on the streets because he doesn't work for this giant corporation. Well, see. All right. So like my first marriage was shit. My second marriage is awesome. Actually having someone who's there building with you. She's mad that I'm still at, at Publix. 
She says because this is sucking the life out of you. That's when you, three when you days. say manager, you actually have like a like an art manager. No, my wife. Like, oh, okay, got gotcha, you. Gotcha. She, she's built, okay, got gotcha. She does run my shit because yeah. she's like I, again without like this little magic serum right here. I don't talk much. Sidebar, actually, what is so unapproachable about me? Because you know how many people have ordered art for me that work five feet from me, but they won't talk to me in person. <laughs> no, I had a lady that <laughs> works Bro, for your Publix. face all the time at work. You ready? Because it fucking sucks. No, not even. It, I didn't even it's do a good like, enough job. Dude, I didn't dude. even do a good enough job. I was like, I, I, I undersold it. Like, <laughs> and then you like, but you don't even look at people with that face. That's the bad part. Like, like Col- Colton. You walk around like this. Yeah. Like it was yeah. just like, a, bro. It's a literally, it's bro, you, what you're trying to achieve is what you achieve. Like it's like, leave me the fuck alone. Oh, I was like, I was like, I but ask Colton. So have you ever, cause you're an introvert too. You've seen, uh, you've seen like memes where it's like, uh, it's like how introverts get friends. It's like, uh, an extrovert found them and wouldn't leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah that's me. I'm the extrovert. Okay. Colton was like, wanted, he was like how you were, but like less. So like whenever I, whenever I started talking to him, like I, I saw him wearing gun shirts and I was like, oh yeah, like this is going to be a thing. Like I, I was like, he, he's going to be, cause I was, uh, at that point I was working with his, uh, Basically, his wife. I'm just gonna call his wife from here on out. Basically, I was working with his wife, and I was like, "Oh shit, shit. fuck your problem, bro." Whatever. Just coasting. Yeah. Fuck the government. Fuck the government. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna love this podcast. Um, (laughs) We've talked about it. We're basically. I've never even spoke to her, dude. Yeah. I've just, I've just witnessed, you know, over there with my mean mug. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I was (laughs) talking. So I was like talking with her. I was like, oh, she's pretty cool. And I was like, you know, people typically date somebody that's pretty cool too. And I was like, he seems pretty fucking cool. And I was like, he's too big not to be friends with. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and if I have to be friends with his his wife at this point, I was like, I should be friends with him too. And he was wearing gun shirts. And I was like, I like guns. And I was like, fucking dude, I can talk to anybody. To anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just, it's like to the point where I reached out to you. That that should be everything I ever needed. You know, I can talk to a dictator if I needed to. The thing is though, like I'll talk your fucking head off. Like I, I like being at home and shit, but I'm I'm like the most outgoing fucker in the world. Yeah, yeah. It, well, Especially it, once you get to know me, I'm annoying. The hard part is starting. I gotta tell you something, Just, and and you can beat me up. <laughs> go, 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 go for it. No, the first time I ever saw you, you just big ass jack dude, shaved head. You had them little glasses. Uh-huh. Well, they're not little. You just you just a big guy. Yeah, just, anything looks little on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first impression. When I saw you walking through, you know, or tanking through whatever you're doing, I thought a chicken little, and then that thought I've left me. That okay, but it, it it like left me, and then a couple months ago at work, the fucking roof fell on you, and I was like, the sky is falling. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else said the same thing. The sky is falling. And the only you. other person I ever told was Anthony, and me and him were just dying because it was an inside joke. Yeah. And I was like, God, he's going to whoop my ass. <laughs> like, that was some weird shit. This the ceiling falling. Well, this is the first time I've heard about this. I know. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Yeah, like, bitch, we don't work for Win Dixon. We, we got a roof caving in. You should have got hit. You could have went home. I wish I would have. <laughs> but, dude, all I could see was a little fucking chicken. This guy is falling. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's you're what, good. That's I like it. Yeah, Colton's a big, he's a big pushover. <laughs> well, like the only reason I'm friends with Ryan is because he wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, it's good though. It yeah. is good. Yeah. Because I met some dope people from it. Yeah, but yep. people like me and you need people like him. Well, he That's came, he came from like, okay, so Colton, can you like pull up the, the shape of Oklahoma? Like the, the, the fucking, we call Colton, we tell everybody he's from the Dash. The Dash. 
the dash of Oklahoma. But most people don't even know what the fucking state of Oklahoma looks like as far as the fucking... Yeah, so he's from the little dash that's above Texas where it's like, why didn't they just give that to Texas? That's where Colton came from. So like... Uh, and you were moved here right after high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like how fucking hard is it to make new friends when you're in fucking college? Like that's fucking... To me, when you... I guess maybe... If you're an introvert, it's incredibly difficult yeah, to make new friends. I didn't go to college. Yeah. Well, but like to do it, but do it, imagine making new friends when you're in your twenties. It's like, no, nah, I, I found everybody I liked and you stay with them. Oh. Yeah. So Colton is from like a little fucking pass through town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I just don't, uh, I, I don't know. I, that's just my personality though. Like I grew up that way. Like, uh, I was involved in a lot of like sports and boy scouts and fucking karate and shit like that growing mm-hmm. up. So like I had no choice but to talk to people that I might not have had any desire to talk to. Yeah. So like, and, uh, and my dad, my dad's kind of the same way. He's a talker too. And, uh, I don't know, like my brother's not like that. You, you guys have met my brother. He's not as talkative as me. He is once you get to know him, mm-hmm. but I realized that about all people is all people are like that. My, my wife's pretty introverted, like doesn't really talk to people. She doesn't know. But once you get to know her, she doesn't shut the fuck up. And I'm just kidding. Well, I'm like, kidding. I love Steve, you. I, I knew you were cool. I could just tell by you. Yeah. When yeah. they told me you lifted <laughs> weights. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> When they told me you lifted weights, I was like, I need to be friends with that dude, but like, I'm so scared of what he's going to say to me. Yeah. From what Ty has said and everyone said about you, I was like, oh, you're good. Dude, I love Ty. Ty's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Shout out Ty. Been on the podcast. He gave him Check so much shit. But he's one of my I favorite people. He finally come up to me because I always give him shit because he lived with his mom so long. He'd be like, I, did, I said, yeah, does she fold your laundry like and make you pizza rolls too and tuck you in? You know? And then he finally comes up to me and he's like... Yeah, yeah, I finally got a house. So I was like, oh, yeah, you bought a house? He's like, yeah, with like two other dudes. I was like, oh, so you're finally coming out of the closet. Gay? <laughs> he was like, oh, I knew you were going to make fun of me. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know what? Ty did it smart. Like, I, I moved out the day after I turned 18. I had two jobs to pay for a shitty apartment. If he stayed home, I don't know what he did with his, you know, his personal assets. But if, if, if he utilized that extra almost 10 years, Ty should be sitting on top of the world right now. Yep. And I hope he is. He should. To me, man, financial freedom is worth way more than looking like you have money. Trailer park boys. That's what I'm saying. I would rather. I would rather have like no money. Or I'm sorry. I'd rather have like no nice things. As far as like no like I don't. I don't give a shit if I ever own a Rolex. I don't give a shit if I ever. You know, I just don't. I don't give a shit if I ever drive like a, a, a luxury car or anything like that. I'd mm-hmm. rather have the money to do this. Like. Uh, you ever heard of Jocko? Do you know who Jocko is? No. So Jocko is like a he's a Navy SEAL commander. He has his own podcast. That's the reason I know about him. And he like owns his own companies and stuff. But he he has like great TED talks and shit. As yeah, Jocko, he's just, oh I know him. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, but he one of the things he said is he has a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. And one of the things he talks about is I can buy whatever I want because I don't buy whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. Because I don't eat whatever I want. Um, right now, I'm reading the book. You ever read the book Atomic Habits? Well, you said you don't read. Um, you ever, pictures, uh, there's pictures, a, there's, pictures. You should you should do audiobooks. Honestly, huh? you, you ever listen to audiobooks? Where they just read it to you? Nah, bro. Uh, none of that shit. I got you. Uh, but there's a book called Atomic. <laughs> <laughs> there's a book I'm reading right now called Atomic Habits, and it talks about discipline. And it's like, uh, it's like, uh, if discipline is not something that a lot of people have. In general, mm. but what people who have what appears to be great discipline have is they have mastered controlling their environment. And what and I was like, I was like, it took me a second to think about it. And I was like, they like 
Like the people who eat the healthiest don't keep boxes of pizza in their fucking fridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? The people who like work out every day make it to where it's like, okay, I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to put my shoes on. It's going to fucking suck, but I'm going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. That's discipline. It's doing what you don't want to do, but doing it anyways because you know you have to. And forcing yourself to do things. It's fucking, I mean, but like we were, I was mentioning the war of art. It's basically a book about discipline. Mm-hmm. And it talks about uh, how everyone has resistance in them is what they, I think they called it. But basically, like, you'll find any reason to not do the thing that's most important to you. Oh, yeah. And so, like, for me, the podcast, like, I'm like, okay, like, I got to make videos to post on social media. I got to get the word out. I have this giant internet resource that I can use to get the, like, my podcast out there, that it's even out there. There's a fucking ton of podcasts. And to commit to listening to a couple hours long, they really have to be comfortable with who they're listening to. Mm-hmm. So I have to put out a bunch of fucking clips so that people who see it consistently, they can go like, okay, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with what he's saying. Maybe I'll tune into his podcast. It's a fucking, to me, it's a long-term strategy. And so like, like I've got to be working on videos constantly. Like that's what I have to do. I have to make like clips in my mind, at least I have to continue yeah. to do these every weekend. And as much as I can, and it's whatever works with the time schedule of whoever's coming on. Um, and I have to consistently do these, and then I have to make clips of it too and put it on my social media. Because it, uh, I actually had a buddy tell me, who's probably going to come on the podcast soon, but um, that if you like, if you have the internet and a smartphone and you're not using it to make money, what the fuck are you doing? You pay $1,000 for a phone that's connected to the world, mm-hmm. and you're not using it to, to help you like get a message out, make to... Yeah. to to start like doing something to better you, like then you're just a consumer of it. And I don't know. I don't want to be a consumer of the internet for forever. Like I want to be the person who's like, uh, when I first started listening to podcasts, I was like, God, this fucking, why do I love this so much? And I was like, Oh, it's because you don't get to have great conversations that often. When you do, you remember them forever. Yeah. You ever heard the phrase, uh, people don't remember what you said or how you said it. They just remember how you made them feel. Mm hmm. Like I fucking, that hits so hard for me. It resonates so deep with me because like, I mean, it's the same way with your art. People don't remember the exact lines. They don't mm-hmm. remember. They just remember because art is a feeling. It's a visual thing. You see it and you go, this is how this makes me feel in my brain. And then that's how they remember it. Like we went to, uh, you ever been to Santa Fe, New Mexico? No. Santa Fe's uh, it's the third biggest like art place in the United States. Okay. Like number one is New York or, or it's either New there's New York and California and then it's Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, I went there on my honeymoon, and I I'm not a art isn't my thing. It's just not like as far as like like paintings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the place was a, a huge art galleries like all over the place there. And, uh, and there's fucking $40,000 paintings there and shit like that. There's art brokers that you have to like negotiate price on like it's a fucking car. Like I just was like so baffled by it. And it was like a peek into a whole new world of things for me. And I'm like, that's fucking like, but I get it though, because there's certain ones I see and I'm like, that looks fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But to me, it looks stupid. But to, to Colton, to you, it's going to, it's going to be a different thing. And then I see ones where I'm like, this probably means nothing to somebody. But for some reason, when I looked at this mm-hmm. painting, it just fucking hit me on a different level. That's what art is to me. Yeah. It's just interpretations. Like, I don't fucking understand, uh, what is it, Scream, the Picasso painting? Like, I just don't understand it. But to somebody, that's a fucking big deal. You know? So, I don't understand a lot of art either, even though I'm an artist. I like to do fan art. Yeah. uh, Which is like that. And then I got some of the stuff that I would do. I used to spray paint trains and shit. (laughs) So, like, I got stuff like that. You used to spray paint trains? Yeah, well, it's free broadcast across the country. 
And like Dude. I said before, I'm I'm a lot older than you. I didn't have social media. I couldn't That's post. I couldn't post a fucking picture. Yeah, I had to actually sneak in and do shit. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it, it was now it's a lot easier. Yeah, you know, and then it's just spray crazy. spray paint, man. Talk talk me through that because like spray painting art, like I I don't even fucking understand it. I'm just one of the guys that sees this stuff on the train and I'm like, God damn, these people have so much talent. See, I'm not even that great with it. Like the whole background of this is spray paint. Then I came across with a brush. I'm a brush artist, but yeah. uh, there's some people that that can just do points and all kinds. Of, I'm learning and I'm also currently learning airbrushing. Yeah, because that's gonna up my game like a million. It's fucking crazy, man. Well, you just meet new people. It's like last yeah. night I met a new dude. Uh, he kind of scared me a little bit because how deep he is with his art. And he was highly offended that I didn't know this artist that was Andy Warhol's best friend. And I don't even remember his name right now. I can't pronounce it either. <laughs> but it was like, oh, you know, and he's, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going here, but I'm going to go here. Yeah. It was a it was a black guy. <laughs> and I knew who Andy Warhol was, but I didn't know Andy Warhol's best friend who was also an artist, but a black artist. So he uh -oh. took offense to me last night. Oh, so then well, I well, you're you're a white heterosexual male. You're not allowed to to not know things. You you're know? right. Yeah, you're right. And I, I started laughing at him, and I was like, "Dude, just show me, man. Teach me something. Like, don't, like, don't like, get mad at me. Educate me." Right. So now I looked at his art, and it was fucking phenomenal. Because I guess that's who this guy has based his whole yeah his art. Which that was my favorite piece last night. It looked like almost scribble. Yeah. Like it was just like random little cartoon faces. Like with I went. I should have took a picture of it. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna do a show together on Sunday, so I'll see it again. But once I explained to him, and then you know I talked to him, it was straight. But I was like, man, don't get mad at me; just educate. Well, that's that, to me. That's the beautiful part about conversations, and it's an un like so many people nowadays that grow up with social media and shit like that. They just don't know how to talk to people. They don't know conflict resolution. You know what I mean? Because you because kids nowadays are growing up playing games online, and like I didn't play games online until like high school. Right? Have you ever climbed a tree? Oh, dude. <laughs> How young are y'all? Yeah. So, so my tree in my neighborhood growing up was the tree to okay. climb on. I remember <laughs> dial-up. So yeah. 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 I remember the, the Seagate when you'd log into the computers like, like it was boom, boom, or whatever okay. the fucking noise was. Yeah. 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 The first YouTube video I ever watched, I was like 18 or 19, like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's when it was like I, two videos. Okay. Okay. You want to hear my YouTube story? How Evolution I fucking of dance? Huh? <laughs> Someone. <laughs> so no, this is mine. Uh, Naruto. I used to watch Naruto as a kid, okay. and yeah. like there was a there was like basically uh, it stopped being on Cartoon Network, I believe, something like that. But there was a, there was basically some extra stuff they had put on uh, like the internet, mm -hmm. and this is like like. I mean, internet porn wasn't even as big of a thing at that point. And, um, and so, like, we had a buddy that rode the school buses us who was like, he's like, oh, I saw it. The thing you, you're wanting to see from Naruto. And I was like, how the fuck do I see it? And he goes, just go on the internet and search YouTube. And I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? I was like, is that like a, I was like, that sounds like a Japanese website. Like, that sounds like it's going to, like, like, I don't, I'm not comfortable. Like, how do you spell that? And I couldn't <laughs> fucking grasp it. And then I searched it. I remember searching it and I thought just searching YouTube at that point was going to bring up the video of Naruto yeah. that I wanted. I didn't realize it was a whole nother fucking search engine. Yep. That's my story of how I found out about YouTube. And I was, a uh, in middle school. Yeah, I want to say it was like junior high, like sixth grade when I discovered YouTube. Yeah. Okay, I was probably 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah. And so like, um, but, but to me, like all that shit, like kids growing up playing games online and when you're not sitting in front of, I mean, I don't know about you. My mom used to like, let us or not let us make us go outside and play See, and look at the neighborhood kids. And if we didn't, 
there was no option. We just had to go outside, like be outside while I'm cooking dinner. And then she, my mom has an incredible whistle. She can whistle fucking loud as shit. And she would whistle and we would like, we'd be hanging out with the neighbors and the neighbor or, you know, the people in the neighborhood, she'd whistle and be like, Oh, we got to go home. Or it would start to get dark and the streetlights would come on, but we got to go home. Mm -hmm. And then we would go home. We'd ride our bikes or scooters or we'd fucking walk. And then, uh, but but you learn conflict resolutions when you're actually face to face with yeah. somebody. And if you're only inter- if the main part of your interactions are people online, and you can be like, "Fuck you, you fucking cunt," you know what I mean? Like you can't say that in real life. No, Colton's gonna smash. Your That's face. what I'm saying. <laughs> if you start telling Colton like, "Oh boy, you look like Chicken Little," you know what I mean? Like, you say that online, there's not shit he can do about it. Well, I only said it to him today because there's a table. Right, right, right. And I'm right by the door. Yeah, and you want to get over this table pretty yeah, quick. <laughs> No, Steve's like he's like he knows he's like Ryan will help me out. Ryan's gonna keep keep Colton. Off. I know I know the fetal position. Like yeah, it's you're lucky by Glock's in the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm a professional at breaking fights up. I actually know. Uh, I say no. I, mild confidence, know how to throw a punch. Yeah. I may I may look big, but I don't fight. I've never been in a fight. No, ever. You ever been in a fight, Steve? Grew up fighting. Uh, that's what you did back then. That was conflict resolution scrapper, in the fucking nineties, yeah. bro. I never had to throw a punch. Never been no. punched. Because look at you. That, that's that's why I started working. I was out. always the little guy. I say he so was, was the, I. That's yeah. why I worked out. Colton, tell him. Tell okay. him. Tell him. Tell him how you got juicy. Just eating a lot. Well, you were sk- you were skinny as fuck, right? I wasn't skinny. I was chubby. You were chubby, up. but you didn't like getting made fun mm-hmm. of, right? Yeah. Well, I up until probably about ninth grade, I was like five three mm-hmm. with glasses and asthmatic. Yeah, sexy glasses though. They they were sexy, <laughs> but so I was always the kid. Like nobody liked me. Like I had friends, but that, the four friends that was it. So because you're an introvert, I got to high school and my dad always worked out. So I was like, I'm gonna work out, and then it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And then I moved to Florida uh, in 2016. It was like a fresh start. So nobody nobody knew my past and all that. So I was able to gotcha. put on this like persona almost. But that was just that was. What's just your past, bitch? You been killing people? You want to find out? <laughs> but, That's but, why he has to keep his Glock the, in his the, truck. The right, first man. first time, you're happy. <laughs> the first time I, I hung out with him, uh, it was going to the gym, and I had been working out for a while. I mean, I mean, you you remember when I started working with you? At one point, mm-hmm. I was like fucking fat as shit, and uh, I lost a bunch of weight. And so I was like, I loved working out with people. Like you said, surrounding yourself with artists. I surrounded right. myself with people who worked out. People you want to be like. Right. And and I would just go to the gym whether I wanted to or not. I would just find myself like parked in the parking lot. Well, fuck, I guess I'm going inside. Mm-hmm. And um, But same kind of thing. One day I was like, hey, man, that, that was the first time we ever hung out. So I was like, man, we should go work out one day. Like I want to learn something new. Same kind yeah. of thing. Like I'm, I'm a beginner in relation to you. Mm-hmm. Let me walk in and just fucking just pick your brain kind of thing. Whether he believed it or not at that time. And the next thing you know, he's doing. We were doing triceps that day, and he started with uh like, you know, like the second half of bench press is triceps. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you can't bring your elbows past, so he was laying on the ground doing flat back. Is that what that's called? Yeah, it's called a flat back yeah, bench. Yeah. So he's laying on the ground, fucking doing like three twenty five. Yeah, it keeps your triceps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's doing three twenty-five, and some dude who's uh, like, when you lose a bunch of weight like that, like you don't get stronger. You you like, get weaker at the more weight you lose because you're losing fat and muscle. Yeah. Because you, it's so hard to just. I mean, it's impossible to just lose fat, in my opinion, just from somebody who's done like lost a shit ton of weight, and um, and so watching him do that, I was like, God damn. Well, and then, I mean, I grew up in a bodybuilding, in an old school like bodybuilding gym. Yeah. The whole gym was the size of. Like this house, like yeah. it was super yeah. small. 
There was like ten people yeah, that worked bro, there. You hear him just take. You just hear him slash for, me for, down like for that. a gym. I, I liked yeah. it though. Oh, it's, it was so good. Damn. Underhanding insults to yeah, your friends. It's the best. Oh fuck this guy. Damn, my house. No, that's is how. Open. That's how you know that he's a real friend though. Yeah. No one else is gonna say that. The oh, dude, there's a, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colton and I have become really close it's since awesome. uh, since we met. It's pretty cool. It's he didn't awesome. have. He didn't really have a choice. I didn't. No. No. We lived next to each other for a while too. Yeah, he was my next door neighbor. Shared a fucking really? wall. Yeah, yeah, in an yeah. apartment. For yeah, yeah. Like I moved into this apartment and I was like, hey, there's a you know if he he was just leaving his place, and I was like, there's an apartment like you can you know it's a pretty cool place. Or he's like, this is a cool apartment complex and we had been there once. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty fucking nice, man. And uh, and then we went to uh, to just check it out when I when I when I was moving. And uh, and they're like, oh yeah, this is like one of the only one bedroom one baths that's on the first floor that we have open. And I was like, you're fucking joking. And then they like took me to show me. I was like, one my friend lives right next door, and we were just friends at that point. We were like really good friends. And uh, I don't know. And we just hung out more. And we started watching fights together. And next thing you know, I'm doing the podcast. And this motherfucker loves computers and shit. His, and I like just sitting here not talking. That's awesome. I like yeah. when you chime in though. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why we have to get. We had to give him a mic. We have to get him a mic because sometimes he chimes in and you just hear like talk right now, Colton. Well, like without a mic, it's just yeah. Kind of yeah, you hear it in the distance. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound. Doesn't sound right. So. Now I now I have the I have the speaker. Yeah. Yep. Or otherwise, I have to flip my mic around. Colton fucks with me a lot and will mute my microphone. He's a fucking dick. I love fucking with him. When he's drunk too, he can't fuck with me enough, bro. I literally was told I was telling him the other day. I was like, man, I had to rewatch the the podcast where I was telling you where we drank a bunch of beers and shit yeah. like that. And I was like, like if someone watched that and didn't know we were really good friends, they would think you were bullying me. Like that shit was fucking I am. bad. Yeah, at that point you were. Yeah, yeah. That shit was funny as fuck. That shit was funny as fuck, man. But give uh, me the power and I will use it. I know. I'm like, maybe I should take some away. I'm kidding, but I don't know, man. It's the shit's fun to me. He gets to do what he likes. I get to talk to people. Get yeah. to find out what makes him tick. So, pretty all right. So what was uh, what was your life like growing up? As far as like high school and shit. Like like what made you? Uh, I mean, you said you just liked art, but like, you want me to be honest? Yeah. No, but dude, this <laughs> walk is, us through. So so first of all, let me just say this before you get in de- in depth. So like, we're on the internet. You can say whatever the fuck you oh, want. We mark this as explicit, which we they should really make it a double explicit because like we've been we fucking we what, go to some deep places. The sometimes. last podcast, what was that? The one with Cody and Wyatt? I don't remember the one where we had a tur- turtle on the TV orgasming. Yeah, we had the, we had a turtle going. Ah! Yeah, like orgasm. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so say whatever the fuck you want, man. Okay. So what was life what was life like growing up for you because that that makes a huge difference in how you choose the choices you have as an adult all right uh let's start um first half of my life i was the only white kid in a different neighborhood so i was the minority got beat up a lot there's probably still a pair of my tennis shoes hanging on the power lines <laughs> yeah. one in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah uh then we moved to a called trailer park i guess uh, and that's where I grew up. Yeah. So it was a little. So you're like Eminem that doesn't rap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't talk that fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I can't do it. Can't do it. It's awful. I can talk pretty quick. But it's just talking. I can't rap. No. And then just uh, ways to make money. Then you learn to cut out the middleman. Make it your own. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trailer park entrepreneur. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was pretty good <laughs> and then uh 
Started working for Publix probably when I was like 16 or 17. Just for... Uh, what made you start there? Just because it was the only place I My mom. Because she worked for the credit union. So it was like... You just... like It's kind of like we talked about earlier. You just... You're taught you have to do a certain thing in life and that's complete horseshit. Your parents make a big difference in how your well, life ends up. Alright. So my dad, unless it was sports boxing or uh weightlifting he wasn't interested so like when i would show him my new drawing he didn't give a fuck he's like he's like my, my kid's this queer is, yeah <laughs> definitely uh, that's the type of dad i had though right. so you always had to be a tough guy you always had to throw the first punch you always and my ego probably left me when i got divorced at 26 it was a big hit um my whole mentality changed then i got with the person i'm with now who actually i used to drive to school in high school we grew up together so it's kind of cool uh, and she's artsy, and she's very, uh, I don't know the right word, we're very vibrant people, like, we just go with the flow. Like I said, she makes great money, but she drives a 99 Corolla, <laughs> just because she's like, fuck it, I don't yeah. care what you think. Yeah. But, um... That's awesome. To find to find a girl that feels that way, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, there's, there's no, I don't know, and it's like... Who you marry makes a just like your parents, makes a huge difference yeah. in how your life ends up. From the first marriage to the second marriage is like I was doing it wrong the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's no disrespect to her or nothing. It's just we just shouldn't have never got married. You just you just learn life like this is the next step. This is the next step. This is what you're supposed to do. It's not what I wanted to do. It's just I've been dating her since high school, and that was just the next thing. Everyone's like, when you get – like I just like harassed him for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just because it's supposed to do. peer pressure. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. You just you just grow up and learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like like uh, I was telling Colton before you got here. Um, I watched uh the Gucci movie last night. Gucci movie. Yeah, the one. It's like the family of Gucci or something like that. It's the movie about Gucci, but it's okay. like a like uh the guy who played uh Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. He plays uh Maurizio Gucci. Mm-hmm. I might be butchering all of this because I was I don't ever watch movies. Ask Colton, but um, I actually stayed awake this whole time. And normally I fall asleep in the first twenty minutes, and uh, and basically like the whole movie was talking about like like he 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 the beginning of the movie he's like in love with this one chick. And spoiler alert, he's in love with this one chick. His dad, who's like uh you know the guy who basically made Gucci, him and his brother made Gucci. And then his, he's the son and he wants nothing to do with Gucci. He goes to law school to become a lawyer. His dad's rich as fuck. And then he finds this girl who like, uh, she's very manipulative and like knows how to, you know, when you're 20, what does every dude want? That's mm-hmm. what he was getting. And, uh, and he's like, you know, I want to marry this girl. And his dad's like, I don't, he's like, do whatever you want, have sex with her, sleep with her. Like, you know, go have dates with her. Don't marry her. And he goes, fuck you. And once he said, don't marry her, he's like, that's exactly what I'm doing now. And he's like, well, you're not going to, I'm going to write you out of the will. And he goes, I don't fucking care about the will. And in so many words, I just, you know, this is Mm -hmm. from like the seventies. So I just made it, you know, what it would be today if it was, but, but basically, uh, the dad was right the whole movie like like this this one lady she like all of a sudden they start taking over the gucci empire mm-hmm. and like they start like like it, she basically come becomes like the conflict of the whole thing and then at a certain point like he divorces her and then when he divorces her she goes batshit crazy she's already been seeing like a uh one of the you know the people that read cards or whatever yeah. and uh uh so she's like reading cards for this chick and next thing you know they're hiring a hitman to kill her ex-husband and they're like not even divorced yet either, too. So it's it's fucking crazy because Gucci ended up getting murdered in the street. Uh, the, the the Maurizio Gucci guy got murdered mm-hmm. in the street, fucking uh, in nineteen ninety five, and it was from his ex wife. Wow. 
And so who you marry makes a huge difference on how your life ends up is where I was getting about with that. Like, you know, um, it's a huge decision and, but, but straight out of college, people are like, what are you, you've been dating this girl for more than 45 minutes, Yeah, you know, and we met her, so you need to marry her. That's basically what married. Right. And like, I don't know, like, uh, did you grow up religious at all? Uh, <laughs> uh, my mom made me go to church until I got the choice when I was like 15 or 16. My dad never went, um. And so you thought you thought you were just getting forced to go, probably. If just your mom's going. No, actually, it's a whole mind fuck up because uh, here I am, thirty six. I've gone to church a few times the past few months because I believe there's a higher power. But do I only believe that because it was beat into my head as a child? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is, it, is he Santa yeah. Claus and the Easter Bunny, <laughs> or is it legit? Like, and it, and I struggle with that as a human being today because I was forced. Right. So my children, if I choose to go. If you want to come, come. If you don't, you won't. It's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you're supposed to be like the head of the household and you're supposed to influence your child. But at the same time, do I only believe in a higher power because I was influenced so heavy? And why didn't my dad go? Right. He didn't become religious till he was given a death sentence by a doctor. Wow. So it's kind of like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You start questioning everything. That's um, So like I feel like a lot of people nowadays aren't religious like they were back then because of the internet you're able to actually like, discuss ideas and have mm-hmm. thoughts and and the biggest thing with a religion is you're not supposed to question it yeah and the answers they do have for the questions you're supposed to just believe like i grew up going to church as well but like i'm the same way as you like i believe there's something and maybe that's only because i went to church or something like 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 very very rarely do i actually think there's like a like the god mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm oftentimes i'm like well you know just there's so much to life and it's so complex that there's got to be something that made it all happen yeah. but i just don't i don't know i just don't know i'm not, I'm not saying well, there's nothing right. but i just don't i don't so, feel like i don't feel like i need to go to church and be like oh jesus christ died well faith is not in a floor plan so whether right. you believe in god or not you could do it right here at this podcast and right. to me that's praising right but like i don't know much about space and all that like the uh factual facts but there's black holes or whatever you know infinite galaxies they're saying there's shit that they could be lying, bro. They could be. Lying. I don't even sure. know if the Earth is round. To be honest with you. No, it's round. <laughs> but what I'm saying, is, what I'm saying is, is start doing painting on round on round canvases. That'd be cool. I painted like some like fish tanks and shit. That'd be dope. No, I've done like some pretty cool stuff. That's dope. It's not just canvas. I say do some like spheres. No, I paint like bar stools and epoxy over. It's badass. You like sit on Marilyn Art's face. <laughs> I was like, you want what? <laughs> He's like, that way my patrons are always sitting on a hottie's face. And I was like, you got me sold. Yeah. You're paying me? All right. <laughs> I even did one. Uh, they wanted me to paint like these girls that were like all this shit. And then they put it over guys' urinals. So like when you're pissing, nice. it was like a girl was over you making fun of your small dick. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> you are pathetic. <laughs> Damn, son. Uh, you're going somewhere with the universe. You're talking about the universe before yeah, I, before we start talking about that. Yeah, I'm like a dog. I'm like squirrel. Yeah. Nah, no, uh, really. nah, but what I'm saying is, is like, so the Bible says, you know, this is the the universe and this is blah. blah. I, I believe in aliens, like, so I can't believe in God. There's so much fucking proof out there. There's just so much unknown. There's so much science. And you mean like dinosaurs couldn't have existed if God existed? Because that's how some Christians take it. I have my grandfather and them didn't believe in dinosaurs. What? Yeah. 
because the Earth's only 2,022 years old. So how can something be a million? Oh, they, they act like the Earth didn't exist before Jesus was here? I blame drugs on all religion. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, so... Fucking sniffing markers. So you want Burning the sage? The coolest... Just getting high? The coolest, uh, like, look into religion that I've heard of was f- actually from my wife. She said that every... You know, there's so many different religions. Mm-hmm. She's like, what if the grand like scheme of everything that is the world and life and everything is one giant window just have faith but no no, but it's just one giant window right and whenever the earth and everything was created that window got broken and every religion is a piece of that window they're all talking about the same fucking window just from different perspectives Mm -hmm. so like like so she believes like and i like pretty much agree with this is like every religion boils down to like the same things like be a good person like they're they're just stories to tell people to be a good like to be to do this to live this life and to be good and if you're too greedy then bad things are going to happen to you and like all this other shit just just, to keep your people in check right so like i'm totally down once i have kids like you want to learn about buddhism Mm -hmm. this year fucking let's go to a buddhist church whatever i don't well i don't know if that's how it works i don't i don't know i don't know shows how much i know i just i only got christianity when i was a kid that was it that was it. Yeah, but it's kind of... See, and this is what I struggle with today, too. Like, if my kids are being bad, it's December. Like, Santa Claus was watching. <laughs> like, hey, bitch, what, what, no, hey, he ain't. You can no, see. <laughs> so it's like, did my grandma just say, like, oh, Jesus is watching you. So I would stop doing the fucked up shit I was doing. Yeah. And it would well, that, scare the hell out of, of me. That's, like, what do you mean he sees yeah. me right yeah. now? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the part of it, too, is they want you to believe that someone's looking when no one's looking. That, well, maybe he is. Yeah. Well, that's know. karma. Do you believe in karma? I believe you make your own luck. I actually, so people that can't see it, but you see that quote that's up there that you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. Mm-hmm. Each one of those wooden panels is supposed to be a quote. I just haven't got around to it. Regardless, one of them is going to be luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Okay. And so that's what I think is like, you know, um, and so we talked about retirement. You know how retirement is like a drip. You know, just squirreling money away a little bit at a time and then over time it becomes a big amount of money and then that money makes itself grow and then it just, over time it's called compounding interest it just like it looks like a hockey stick so it's like slow 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 mm-hmm. and then at the end it shoots up yeah. i think everything in life is that way everything in life is like slow 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 and then boom like um there was a, a book uh, basic. I don't remember what the book was. I've just heard about it. I've never read this book. So just disclaimer. But they basically talk about to be an expert on anything, you have to do something for 10,000 hours. And once you become doing something for 10,000 hours and you're an expert, like it fucking shoots through the roof. Mm-hmm. And so like that's how I view doing the podcast. Is like I've got to put in 10,000 hours. The sooner I do it and the the more – like the sooner I do it, 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 it like the better – obviously like that that's i'm putting in hours i become a professional at that point and um and then once i put in those ten thousand hours like if to put in ten thousand hours as soon as possible you have to really enjoy what you're doing Mm -hmm. so like let it consume me fuck it and um and so that that's the way i view like doing the podcast is like you know i've got to make it a habit i've got to make it something i do all the time it's got to make something got to be something that um i just really enjoy and it's if you force yourself to like make amazon before yeah. Jeff Bezos, like you just, you're not gonna make it what it is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just, like every every like billionaire that I've ever listened to talk, they all talk about like, um, Bill Gates. He just fucking loved coding, mm-hmm. and then he found a way to monetize it. He was he was doing it for free, and then he found a way where he could make money doing it. 
Like that's the seems like the same way with like uh, with Elon Musk is he loves to innovate things, and he found a way to make money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, just find what you love to do, do it, and then find a way to make money doing it, and that way you can support to do yourself do that full time. The idea that I could do a podcast full time one day. Like, that fires up the fuck out of me. Because other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. So that means that, that it can be done. A lot of people are doing it full-time. And I mean, they, they might be doing other things, too. But, like, you know, they, they, they don't work 9 to 5 jobs Monday through Friday. They don't have, like, corporate gigs, corporate jobs anymore. They just get sponsors. And they're like, yeah. well, people listen to me because I have, you know, uh, original thoughts. Or, you know, uh, I have good guests on. And we talk about interesting things. And, you know, that that's what my whole idea with the... Podcasts have good conversations because people like good conversations because they don't happen that often anymore, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, right. You're definitely in the right field because you're very inviting. Yeah, I, I hope to, so. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. If I can get Steve on, they're not, there's not a goddamn person in this world I can't get on. Accurate. <laughs> See, that's why we got to have drinks ready. And that's another thing, too, is I try to make it as easy as possible for somebody to say yes. Because I'm like, man, like, come on the podcast. We'll just talk. If you hate it, we'll delete it. We don't have to post it. We haven't had to do that yet. But, like, it's not live. Yeah. This isn't live. This is going to be posted in a couple days if we if we post it. Mm-hmm. We can just hang out. And then worst, worst come to worst, you hung out and talked with some people and got some new ideas or, yeah. or, or just talked about yourself. Got your, you know, you, you influenced at least two people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I talk more with you in this than I have my whole career. I know. Yeah. 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 Tell you I'm not I'm not that guy, dude. I just I'm not gonna walk up to you first. I know. I'm not, Especially yeah, at Publix. I'm not either. Yeah. Alright, so I got I wanna hear about some fights that you got into as a kid though. Why? I don't know, man. Everyone's got fight stories. Well, if you got in a fight. Except for Colton. Yeah, well Colton's a no big old No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I love you, Colton. Um yeah, tell me some fight stories. I'll tell you I'll I'll start it off. Uh I was in daycare. Uh, as a little kid, like elementary school, I was like five, and these two like seven year olds were picking on me, and they were way bigger than me, and uh, and I just got tired of them bullying me and shit. And then one like I, I don't know why, I just got to the point where I was like, I don't care if they beat the shit out of me. They're beating the shit out of me slowly every day more and more because they're realizing what they can get away with. And I fucking stood up after one of them pushed me down. I was like, I'm gonna hit you, and he's like, he laughed, pushed me down. I got back up, fucking punched him in the eye, gave him a black eye. And the other one didn't even like the the one hit the ground when I punched him in the face, and the other one ran off. And I was like, I'd have done this fucking forever ago if I'd have known it was going to work out like that. Yeah, but that's most bullies. They they ran. They yeah, 1% of bullies actually want to fight you. They, they ran back to, like, the people that worked there and, like, he hit me, he hit me. But, they, like, this bully had been going so, so long, they knew about it. Mm-hmm. And literally the nurse, we called them nurses, I don't know why. But they were literally like, well, you deserved it. And that was the end of it. And the mom was so pissed. And she's like, you need to, he needs to get in trouble. And it's like, well, your kid's a fucking cock. So what do you want? Like, I mean, it's so many words. You know what I mean? You know, don't raise your kids to be fucking hoodlums. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, that, that's my best fight story. Every other fight's been avoided. I do that in my old age because I got a bad back. So I talk way out of shit now. When was, when was the uh, last fight you got into, and what happened? What last cost it? actual fight? Yeah, uh, probably twenty seven. Um, I was out. I was out outside of a. I think it was. A, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, like a Texas Roadhouse or something. It was a restaurant. Uh, dude pulled in. Guy was trying to back into like this parking spot, and a little dude whipped in. And it was an old man that was backing in and stole a parking spot from an old so man. So the old man was—I was outside waiting for my table. The old man was uh, 
you know, like, yeah, and the, like the, a feeble old man. The younger guy got out. I was like, yeah, fuck you. Like, I was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so I fought the dude right there because he walked up to me. And back then, I, I would just, you know, I was probably, one, quite his size, but I used to be a big dude. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Co- cold cocked him right there, and then we had to leave, so the cops didn't come get me. Fuck. Yeah. So it wasn't much of a fight. It was more like you punched him and then left. Yeah, I don't know. I just had to. All right, for instance, growing up, let's go a little bit back. Not that you care to know, but like I had. I a do. Dad. I do. I want to. I want to know all these things. Uh, one of the kids came over. He was driving, and he left ruts in my dad's driveway. Mind you, we lived in the trailer park. It right. was like a dirt driveway. Right. There was yeah, no yeah. getting over it. You drove down a dirt road to get here. To be honest, so I, I enjoyed it. I kind of thought it was set up for a second. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the first person to think that. You're like, okay, if I didn't already have podcasts on YouTube, you'd be like, I'm going to get killed. (laughs) I was waiting for the banjos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, my dad hemmed me up against my truck because I didn't say something to the kid who left ruts in his driveway. And it was one of your friends? No, I didn't really. I mean, I knew him, but I wasn't like buddies with him. So I had to go and I picked a fight with him because my dad... Yelled at you. You have to handle your business. That's how my dad was. So I'm the complete opposite as as a parent. Yeah. Because there's, you know, that's just where I grew up. Like, you get, you know, fucking tackle someone too hard playing football. They're going to swing on you. Yeah. You win them and you lose them. Yeah. You ever lost a fight? (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I never gotten enough to lose any. But I, uh, so, excuse me. So I, uh. I started doing karate when I was like fucking 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I, just like anything else, when you start, you're fucking terrible. Yeah. But over time, I started to get like pretty confident in how I was moving, throwing punches, kicks, all that shit. Like, started to, like you could see a clear difference between. I, I became like a brown belt, basically. So, like, I got pretty confident in what I was doing. Basically, if I would have just. A brown belt, it's like just stick with it. In a couple of years, you'll be a black belt. Yeah. Just stick with it and keep putting in that same amount of effort, and you'll go be a black belt. So, um, I was like right on the precipice. I ended up quitting cause my brother quit and I was like, well, to a younger brother, I don't know if you have any siblings or not, but like it, I only had an older brother. So when my older brother quit doing it, I was like, oh, well this isn't cool anymore cause he's not doing it. Yeah. And so, uh, so I just followed his footsteps. But, um, because of that, like, because I grew up right on like the edge of like puberty, knowing how to throw a punch and a kick and shit like that, like. I'm relatively confident throwing hands just because Mm -hmm. I I know how to throw a punch. I've sparred with people before, but because I knew that I was relatively confident and I know what white belts look like that start. And I'm like, okay, everyone who doesn't already know how to do that, they're white belts. So like most, and you watch, you watch fights in high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like everybody crowds around and watches fights. And like you would see kids like um, crowd around a fight and you watch these guys fight. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this is the particular, this is not a real fight. And, um, and so I knew that my base level of understanding of fighting was better than most people's. So I was always avoiding conflict because mm-hmm. I never wanted to hurt people. And yeah. I knew I had that capability. And, uh, the only times I got close to fighting people, <sighs> I'm trying to think it was one time in high school basketball. Cause this dude was fucking with me and he had been fucking with me for a long time. And it takes a long time for me to fucking get to my precipice where I'm like, I, I like when the one kid was bullying me or the two kids in like daycare or whatever, like it takes a long time. And it got to that point and it got to that point Toddlers where it, were tampers. That's me. Um, but 
once I actually knew how to fight, like, I, I don't want to hurt people. Like, like you're like, but this dude was kept fucking fucking with me. And you know, you guys understand I'm a nice person. Like I, I've always been this way as far as being talkative and shit. And so when somebody's mean to me, like, or like, like, you know, I, I get really quiet whenever I don't want to be in a situation that I'm in mm-hmm. and I'm just fucking like, I become Steve. I'm just like, you know, and, uh, with the middle finger up on the forehead. And so basically this one dude kept fucking with me. Uh, it was in, high school like gym class and like he was just making fun of me for his friends though he was doing it in front of his friends to give himself more clout Mm -hmm. and i was like hey man i just want to be left the fuck alone i don't want anything to do with you like i'm here to have fun with my friends you go have fun with your friends but he found me as like a source to pick on and i was fat back then too like i had i had health problems growing up as a kid so like you know, like I, I was on medication. I was basically on prednisone, mm-hmm. like a steroid, and it makes you eat a lot. And so I was starving all the time. I was fat as fuck. And, uh, and so like this dude was fucking with me all the time and I already didn't have a good image of myself. And I literally was like the point I was like, I'm going to fuck like this guy keeps fucking with me. Like I'd rather get the shit beat out of me and him never talk to me again than which probably wouldn't have happened. But I'd, I would rather like fucking get in a fight, be suspended from school, have my face blown in in front of everybody just so this motherfucker will leave me alone. And uh, and I got to the point, and I'm going to say it, he this was a black guy, I, but that didn't have anything to do with it. The dude was just a dick to me. I have You I, fucking racist. I'm telling you. Well, I have black friends, whatever. Regardless, You're not allowed to say that. Uh, whatever, whatever. But like, I was ready to get in a fight with this dude, and I literally, I remember, I can specifically remember where I was standing in the gymnasium when we were playing dodgeball. And I literally went to grab a ball, and he snatched it from my hand. I was like, "Like, why the? F- we're on the same fucking team. What the fuck, man?" And he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do about it?" And I was like, "It's like, I literally was like, throw something. I'll fucking like, let's go right now." I'm, I literally was like, "I'm tired of your shit. If you're gonna do something, do something, and we'll fucking get this over with." And he just was like, "Oh, you, you, you do it. You do it." And I was like, "I'm not. I'm not gonna throw the first punch, but I'll throw the last." And we, he never fucking spoke to me again. That was the end of it. I stood up to him, and I was taller than him. I weighed more than him, which, whatever. But I actually knew how to throw a punch, too. So, like, I was not prepared. I was very prepared. And it was funny. Uh, one of my best friends in high school, and still one of my good friends to today, he uh, he was a black belt in that same karate. And mm-hmm. he was, r- like, from me to you. And he was, like, standing there watching us, like, oh, shit. Something's about to happen. So I knew at least I had one friend to help me out if uh, if I ended up having a, to fight more than one person. Mm-hmm. So. See, the thing about fighting in a small town, everyone knows everybody. It becomes a fucking and war. My school, no, not even that. There was no fights in my schools ever, because you got a week suspension and it was like a three thousand dollar fine. Oh mm. shit! We didn't get fines. They, well, they started pressing charges it was against serious. kids now. Yeah. Wait, they press they press charges against kids now? Against kids now, yeah. That's some pussy See, shit. When I got in, a that's fight. how school shootings happen. Let them fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to get press charges on you, never mind, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Like, just let them fucking fight. We do not condone violence on this podcast. No, no. You, but you understand, like, if kids are fighting, like, that's what, kids are going to do it regardless. If you make it illegal to fight kids, you just made more criminals. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just speaking from the hip, too. All right, what were you going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> no, nah, but like coming from someone like you who who is a talker, like I, I'm not a talker. I would sit there until they pissed me off enough and then I wouldn't say nothing. I would just knock them. Yeah. And whether it went good for me or went bad, that's just the way it went. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. 
like uh like fuck fuck what happens after this i i want to do this thing that was how it was when i when i almost got into that last fight in high school mm-hmm. i literally was like standing there was like i don't care what comes after this i just know how good it's gonna feel to just fucking just give him what i've been feeling in one time luckily for me growing up i was the small nerdy kid with glasses nobody wants to beat up the small nerdy kid with glasses no, no one wants to get beat up by the small nerdy kid. Everyone saw the fucking quiet kid beat the piss out of the, the loud, obnoxious it kid. It happens. Yeah. But then I started going to the gym, and then people were just like, that was but cool see, with but everybody. That, but that's like a double loser. Like, either you're known for bullying the little weak kid, or you're known for getting your ass beat by the little weak kid, so you gotta leave yeah. him alone. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I was like, so I was the, the like, the fat kid that was, like, talkative and shit. And that's another thing, too, with starting the podcast. I wanted to mention this. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I was really self-conscious with starting a podcast. I was like, oh, what is everybody that I went to high school with going to think about it? And then at a certain point, I was like, fuck those people. Do you ever see any of those people? No. no who cares? Fuck those people. You know how many people I hang out with now that I went to high school with? There's, like, four. And I was like, fuck, fuck those people. Like, most of those people are going to live insignificant lives and i cannot let what i do with my life be controlled with what i think other people are going to think about me like that's when i stop giving a fuck what my dad says what my mom says what what my grandparents think i should do which i take all of what they say with a grain of salt sure but like you know they have a lot of wisdom in them. their way doesn't have to be your way right yep my their choices aren't my choices and my choices aren't their choices this is off subject but kind of on the same subject as far as you know like for me personally with the art shit it's um i i feel the universe the world has a funny way of putting you right where you're supposed to be all right so me i got out of art went shitty marriage blah 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 end up marrying the uh, a girl i used to drive to school daily she rode with me and like four other kids i drove like to now I've put in X amount of years with Publix. I could retire and fund my entire new career. And it's just where I blanked out there for 10 years. It's just I, I just feel the world brought you back to where you're supposed to be. And here I am being successful. My kids love it. It's, it, it, it's created opportunities that I couldn't dream of. Do you, do you, do you, uh, you believe in destiny? I mean, I, like, do you believe, like, everything you do, like... Like, oh, no matter what I do, it's I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be. Like, I feel like you, like, uh, I, think, I think we talked about if, this earlier. I feel like you, you just jump on the opportunities that are provided in front of you. I feel like luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Like, the lottery, like, playing the lottery, I feel like is the people, like, people think that rich people just become successful, like, overnight. They think that, like, like, uh... Like Joe Rogan just all of a sudden overnight has the biggest like this world is has such a short attention span that as soon as someone hits and makes a shit ton of money and becomes super famous, they go, oh, well, of course he did. Mm-hmm. And they just they make excuses in their mind for why they have what seems unobtainable. Yeah. And they don't they don't like a do you, do you listen to rap at all? I listen a little bit of everything. OK. Do you know who Big Sean is the rapper? Mm-hmm. He's like, I've been working uh what it, uh, or it's like it took took me like ten years to become an overnight success, mm-hmm. and I'm like that's fucking that's legit that's accurate. Be- because like Joe Rogan's podcast, biggest podcast of all podcasts, right? He's been fucking doing it for like I don't know fucking ten years, mm-hmm. and it was not the biggest he has podcast for eighteen hundred episodes. Yeah, like yeah, it, but but overnight he became a, he became an overnight success for after ten years of fucking working at it, and so to me like like. This podcast might get 10 people to listen to it, mm-hmm. but it might get 10,000 people to listen to it. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't care. 
I'm going to keep fucking moving forward. That's what you enjoy doing, though, too. It's so, it, I mean, you're, you're sitting here. You understand. It just yeah. comes easy to me. It's just talking. I can fucking talk to a wall. <laughs> yeah. It's easy, man. I don't know. As long as somebody will talk with me, it's fucking easy. It's so easy. It can be an introverted people like two of you guys. Nah. I'll ask questions. I'm a curious enough person. I feel like it works. Like, that's why whenever I, I watch Joe Rogan's podcast, like, I uh, I really feel like where he's coming from, where he's like, I just fucking, I'm going to talk to people. I might as well, like, m- like make it a thing. Like, mm-hmm. And that's how I am. Like, this actually gives me, a, a like, a point in time to, like, be like, hey, meet me at Saturday at 9 o'clock at my house. I got, a, like, a room set up for podcasts. Come in. We'll just talk shit. If you hate it, we'll not post it. But regardless, I'm going to have a good time even if it's not something I can use for the podcast. Yeah. So, fuck it. Life, life is is so variable between each person, too, that it's like, to me, the more experiences you get without actually having to experience something, mm-hmm. the, the, like, the fastest way to learn is through others. The, fa- the slowest way to learn is by making the mistakes yourselves. Yeah. So if I can talk to you and hear what you went through and, hey, I got divorced, I got married when I shouldn't have, and, like, I went through all these things, and now I'm back into art just by happenstance because I broke my ankle, and, like, now I'm doing this and it's huge for me, that, like, it, like, adds another layer of, like, hey, keep keep going with the podcast. Keep doing it because it can be something. In 10 years from now, I mean, it might not even be a podcast. It might be something completely different at that point. Yeah. It might be NFTs. I don't fucking know. But keep going in that direction it could be something just you know follow your passion true this is like i did uh the art for six years before i actually stepped out with what you would say the opportunity making my own luck uh and did the first tattoo convention and now i've just i've blown up i'm booked out through the end of the year something every weekend almost yeah your instagram stays popping mm. stays popping constantly i'm like man is this is this man fucking sleep nope nope how much sleep you get a night uh, the nights are, the days I work at Publix, maybe two or three, because I'm backed up on commissions through, like, September. Jeez. Plus all the shows. No like... wonder he's mad all the time. He's fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't say you're mad all the time. I, under- I understand the, yeah. no, I, I, the I don't fucking care about anyone here. Bro, look. Like what no, you said about your mentality there. But you're literally okay. just like, I all don't right. want to be like these people, so I'm not going to talk to them. It's, it's not even that I don't talk to them. It's, it's I'm not going to put myself out. Why do I want to tell, uh, I'm not going to say a name, but. Joe Schmo about anything. About anything about me. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Like, I, don't, I don't like it. And him. most of them people there. going to try and drag you down. They're your best friend to your face, but then two hours later you find out that they're. Uh, Talking shit telling on you or okay for instance i'm gonna i'm I'm not gonna say names but i'm gonna use this as one of the most recent and it blew up because i stand my ground when you come at me uh and it and it really i'm gonna say it backfired on them to the point where they completely left me alone about it um i i come in at 4 a.m uh my daughter had been up all night my six-year-old with a fever uh my wife kind of can make her own schedule with her job so waiting to hear if she was going to be able to get that shift off or if i was going to go home that day um, uh, so I, I clocked in and finished texting at like four Oh three night shift manager comes up, talks to me. See, I don't try to hide it. I'm on the phone by four Oh five. The phone's in the drawer. I'm to work. Now mm-hmm. I could have waited to clock in. The manager could have called me on my bullshit. Didn't say nothing. Talked to me, greeted me, talked to me for a couple minutes, went about our business. Well, he went and told on me. So I'm getting pulled aside about stealing company time. Because you're on your phone. Um, and it pissed me off to where I blew up, like, all over my managers about, because all mine does is sit there and plays on his phone all day. 
I've I've walked past the my boss's boss's boss during uh, staff, and they're there's their their cameras off, and you know who I'm talking about, and he's scrolling through Facebook. Don't fucking come at me with that bullshit when I sh- I should have just called in. And it's because and, your and daughter got paid on sick. sick time. I got four months of sick time. I don't ever call in. Uh, and like, all of a sudden, they're they're. It, that's the shit so that instead fucking of going, drives me hey, up the wall. You know, he he one, he could have confronted me if it bothered him. Two, he could have just said, Hey, you know, wait to clock in next time, you get fifteen minutes, you know. And I would have been like, Yeah, 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 you know, you're right. But instead he went and told on me, try to give me I don't know, I just I don't like that that like stab in the back shit. And that's an They make it so reason. hard to work, man. Well it's it- just another reason why I I've, I've been pursuing this. I'm I'm my own boss. It, it's created family time. If my daughter is sick, I'm still working at home taking care of her. Well, that's the that's going back to what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. Like, if you if your bills are so high that you cannot get a different job because the income you make at your current job mm-hmm. pays for all that shit, and you get in trouble for being on your phone, you're like, well, fuck, I can't lose this job, man. I can't afford it. I can't. Yeah, I'll lose everything if I lose this job. You know the funny thing? Most of my bills are uh, attorney fees for uh, I fought for custody for five years, and uh, so that is a big expense um and then even though i have 50 50 i still have to pay child support um but i could retire today pay those bills i could pay my child support out through the rest of their their childhood and my attorney fees pay the penalty and still walk away with a giant chunk to roll over into a retirement account right so i mean if you want to look at the blessings in life where I say the world has a funny way of putting you where you need to be i'm in a financial spot where i could do that still pay my my biggest debts and pursue what I wanted to. Maybe that's why I I, I did put in twenty years with public. There's and so that's much the freedom. Funny way, because I I was marrying the wrong person. So right. like, and I'm very open minded. So it's like you can look into it nine different ways and right. analyze it, and it's just where well, that, I find myself. That's and see, I wish how you just said that. I felt that on a on a whole another level, because I'm not my situation slightly different, mm-hmm. but because I don't rely on income mm-hmm. because of me not having any bills and me me taking those several years to discipline myself to where I had like an emergency fund to fall mm-hmm. back on and all these things like if my boss same thing as you if he goes to so many people if you go hey man you can't be on your phone they go like their butthole clenches up oh my god I can't be on my oh my god I'm, I can't lose this job where to me it's like like how you are like you can't be on your phone fuck you <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan refers refers to it as a uh, fuck you money. When he when he did Fear Factor, yeah. he made fuck you money. Like fuck you, I don't need this. Yeah, just fuck you. I have money. Fuck you. You trying to tell me what to do? Fuck you. I don't need this. Well, see, it, 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 it wasn't even the phone that. thing. It was if you're gonna be my boss and lead me, lead me, lead by example, and all you do is play on yours. But right. I, I'm I'm trying not to call in. I'm trying to come here and make you guys fucking money. Right. Like. I don't know. I just have a whole perspective. Like, why am I busting my my ass in there? You know, week after week. I I don't know if you were around when I, I used to be like the overtime king back back when I was on the cutter. I worked seventy hours a week because I was the only shift that had a cutter. Like I would work every day but Sunday. Uh, and they loved you then, but it's kind of like uh, Animal Farm, yeah. the L horse. The pigs loved the horse. Um, but when the horse broke his leg, they sold him to the, to the glue factory because he was no longer beneficial. So as soon as I didn't take those promotions or go the way they wanted me to go. I'm content where I'm at. You're supposed to follow the same path they want. And as soon as you show like that, like, like, you know, like, Hey, I'm doing this thing on my own and I'm starting to make, you know, it's, it, it everything's a snowball effect. Everything's mm-hmm. compounding interest. Like as soon as they see that snowball going in your direction and that, or that interest, like start to really compound, they get jealous. They're like, fuck, like 
you, that's not how you should be living your life. You're supposed to you're supposed to become a manager at the place you start working at when you can finally work full time, and then you're supposed to you know. I won't be like that. No, fuck that. That's like, not the American again, dream. No, but like Publix is great. I'm not I'm not knocking the company. I'm not knocking the print shop. The print shop is fantastic. You know, I started working there. I used to make thirteen hundred a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was working overtime, but I used to bank as a as a twenty year old. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that's just. I, I just got comfortable in life. And then, you know, you start waking up, you're doing the same thing every fucking week. Where, where'd that money go? Right. Booze and, and chasing parties. Like, it was right. stupid. And trying to look like you have if, more money than you do. It wasn't even that. Yeah. I just had, I just went out and I, I wouldn't hesitate to drop 700 on Friday night because I had it. Right. No one had disciplined me in life. Like, now, if I sell a painting, especially having a claim, you know, I put 10% away for taxes. I put 10% away for a, a retirement fund, and the rest goes in a business account, and I forget I never had it because I'm actually with a partner as well that can pay the bills for, for the most part. So that money is just extra. It's just bonus money. Yeah. And it's just building up the business. That's so – see, this is why I like doing the podcast so much is because when you hear shit like that, like I hope that someone gets like – if it's 1% like that that helps them, and they go, well, I need a fucking – you know, take inventory of what's happening in my life mm-hmm. and go, how can I, because like you hear that and you're like, fuck, that sounds awesome. That sounds so awesome. You're like on a path. Yeah, but like, I didn't figure it out till I was 34. Imagine if you could instill that into your children's minds. Like, right. Uh, and, and Oh man. With my children right now, my oldest wants to be a professional artist. She just, they, uh, a curator actually told me last week there was a Mother's Day show. It's pretty badass. Like all the top artists came. It was like charity event for some some organization but they did a kids thing and he said the main reason why he did a kids event prior to the adult show was because almost every show i have my children and they two of them like to run the booth they like to do it they i mean you know they're earning money if i sell i always give them a cut they like participating in the art he said that was the biggest inspiration for him to start getting the youth involved because he sees me on a on you know no one else shows up there with their fucking kids they're there to have a good time drink whatever if I have my kids, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I might have a little behind the scenes drink, so I'll loosen up and talk to you. Right. Uh, that's just my anxiety, but they love how I am a, a, a family involved person. Like if my dad would have took the time in this, you know, but he worked for the man and all he cared about was he taught me how to put you in a chokehold or lift weights. That, that's it. If it didn't involve that, it, he wasn't interested. Right. Then I had a mother who was so miserable in the marriage, she, she just ignored being a mother. So it's like I raised myself outside with my friends. Right. And we had no influence other than you have to work until you're old and then you retire. And then my dad retired to die. He retired and died two years later. He retired because he was ill. Like, I'm not going to be that. What if I get the same shit he had? Fuck that. I'm going to live my life in my 30s now. I wish I would have known this in my 20s. Because you you can be successful, you can do what you want to do, and you don't need a corporation to do it for you. It's going to be harder. you know. In- but, but, but in the same instance, it's easier. It's, it's harder in yes some ways. No. It's harder in some ways. Okay, so like my brother-in-law, he ran his own business, but for 20 years they didn't have insurance until they decided to have kids. Now he has to work a desk job to have insurance because insurance for someone that doesn't work in a corporation is 900 a month. That's fucking outrageous. So to me, sometimes you need it, and that's why my brain, again, brings me back to the world puts you where you're supposed to be sometimes because now I'm with the wife who's art. Dude, she wants me to be the old me. She doesn't want me to be this, like, caught up, like, I don't know, dried up, soul suck person who hates his job. Like, pursue what you want. I got you on this end. That's fucking awesome. No, it's like a teammate. It's like... yeah. You supported me while I finished college. Now I've got us here. Now I'm gonna get you here. 
whether you make ten dollars in a week or you make ten grand in a week, she has my back. And it, it's just and and I've worked for public so long, like I can financially do that from what I've done myself and pay yeah. off my debts, you know, and from the uh, divorce because uh, that right now is probably my biggest expense fear of retiring is making sure I can make my child support and my uh, attorney fees because obviously they would come after me because that's like uh, that's over a hundred a week right and that is shitty you gotta fight for your kids but um, yeah worth it so I mean I again I look at Publix as a blessing and now I just look at it as it, it's it's holding me back from what I could be, but I'm so scared to leave because I was, it was, it's ingrained in your brain, into my head. That yeah. This is what you're supposed to do. No, in high school, to me, you should be learning to change your tires, change your oil, and invest your money, not work for someone for forty years and make them rich. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you making yourself rich? So this is that's what a you clip love right to there. Do. That's a clip right there. No, but if, I got it in my head. That's gonna happen. I'm gonna make that. But clip. if this is what you love to do, then fucking do it. And if you got friends that are willing to come shoot the shit, bro, they need to call me. I'll come up. My wife will fucking inspire the shit out of you, dude. She come from. She, she want to do the podcast. She would. She, she can come on. Have her on a drunk one, dude. She'll fucking. She'll hit you emotionally. Dude. She'll hit you sarcastically. My wife bro, is awesome. Next time, next time we we're, we're gonna do this. Again. But and I'll bring uh, your honest, wife and we'll, we'll drink. We'll do and I'm not gonna call me an alcoholic. But I'll talk my head off if you get you know just just enough to where it takes the edge off. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just. A, call me a shy person until until i get to know you but like and i'm not trying to go like all deep emotional with y'all but you brought me here to talk about the art shit and this is my biggest i want to know what makes you put because dude that, i live in a dr seuss world like that, i don't see you like you if you wanted me to do a portrait of you it's gonna come out looking i'm gonna see the emotion in your picture so many people love that because that's a commonly painted image but i get so much so like great support they said because you actually captured his emotion as if you were going through it I'm a fucked up dude. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, I got you. I got you. Through, through, I through you the spectrum of, like, uh, you know, daddy issues and mom issues, because they hated each other until he was going to die. And then all of a sudden they loved each other again. And they were, like, happy. But I was already grown by that time. So the only part of the marriage I knew growing up was the shitty part. So I learned what not to do from my father, what not to do from my mother. And that's how I, I, I try to carry myself as a as a dad, as a husband. Am I perfect? No. But and me and my mom argue about this all the time. If if I can for instance my fucking career, whether I'm making a hundred bucks a week or ten ten thousand a week, doesn't matter. If I can work from my living room and my bills are paid like you said, because I have you know, slaved away for twenty years here, and I can involve my family. I can sit down and they can watch their movie or their whatever they're watching. We all sit there and conversate. Like, I'm doing this big-ass Batman Joker piece right now. Seen it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's going to take me like a week. But my kids, I got my, my stepson's painting next to me because he wants to get into the Derek Donnelly show, which he's a famous muralist if you don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. You probably Google his ass. Yeah. Derek Donnelly. Uh, he's one of my biggest inspirations, and he's family-oriented. So when he has his art hops once a month, it's it, it it it's a family vibe and he lets my kids post art uh some murals oh right wow that shit looks dope go down to the sea turtle yeah like right there to the right that's yeah. him with that he's uh the taller one but he just did like all those are his murals that's fucking awesome they did like hbo specials and shit like he's just phenomenal and yeah he's the nicest humblest person you'll ever meet and that's what i love about the art community he has like a false wall anytime i want to spray paint you just show up and as long as you got your own paint, he'll coast you through it if he's if he's available. Wow. Or come and watch me do this. This is how I did this. Um, wow. 
Nah, he's just fucking phenomenal. But well, like, well, like what you were saying earlier when you said like the whole family thing, like um, you you said you learn, um, like you 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 said it, but but to me this this really resonates with me, and I've said it before. It's like you can learn not just like you more from your parents. You don't just learn what to do; you learn what, what to, not to do. Okay, like so if someone picks on my son and in my age now, my dad always taught me strike first, figure it out later. Yeah, that's not that's not always the occasion. Like uh, conflict resolution, I especially in my older age now. I'll I'll, I'll talk to you first. I don't want to fight. I don't want, I don't want violence. And I've been this way since twenty six, twenty seven. Uh, I don't have to be the strongest guy in the gym no more. It's okay to to rock a dad bod. I got a little bit of muscle, a little bit of fat. No one's looking at me. No one gives a fuck if you're fat or buff, uh, except for the guys. I mean, I and it's not even really a thing. It's just a, no. A, I'm just, it's just vector. it's just a stereotype. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just a stereotype, and it's just what you learn in life. I just wish I learned it ten years sooner. So sitting here talking to you, to me, you you've been doing this a while, but you're just getting really rolling into it. Maybe, dude, don't stop. Um, artwork. I am like five or six pieces ahead of what I'm gonna post, so I can stay current every week. Yeah. Um, I always do something new to stay current. If I'm at a shitty show, I'm gonna make it look like it's the best show. Yeah. If I'm at the best show, I'm going to rep it as the best show. Right. Um, just to stay current. And the more, because, and also your competition and the people that hate you the most are the ones that are watching you the most. So I also love letting people know that I don't like me and said I couldn't do it, that I'm about to do it. Yeah. So to anyone who said you're an idiot for quitting public, to so fucking sit here and ch- chill with your buddies and talk, yeah. fuck them. Do yeah. it because you're going to. Well, they're just mad because they can't do something similar. They, they could. They're they just don't scared. know what it feels like. They could, but they're they're, scared. they're passing off their insecurities onto you. That's what mm-hmm. it really is. And like for me, it's like, like like you said, like when I when I get inspired mm-hmm. when I see people like you that regardless of what happens on the canvas, canvas speaking like like metaphorically, not even an actual canvas, yeah, like. The, the what happens as a side effect of, of that, it's the mentality that I'm so attracted to. And I want to hear you talk about like Like when you were just going off on a tangent for a second, I'm like, I'm just going to sit back let no, Steve go. No, I, I, I can go on that for hours. Like, okay, so something my dad said, nah, he would already, he, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's a disease that makes your lungs like stiffen up, so he basically suffocated himself. But he said this in one of those conversations, like he didn't do nothing with, with his life. He, he, uh, he uh, regretted not doing this or not doing that and he blamed it solely on getting married and having kids basically wow he didn't mean it that way but it felt but to you it felt like that i hated it i wanted to fight his old ass like i was like you shitting me right now like you're making it it my fault well he did but he didn't um so to me again another inspiration and i keep going back to this is my art like if i can do that but i can hang out with my my kids Mm -hmm. And three of the five... You'll never get those years back. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so, and I, like I said, I've done collaboration pieces with, at the time, she was four. And they've sold. And she's made money. And she's got to go take pictures with people like Derek Donnelly. I mean, if, if you're not in the art world, you probably don't know. But he's legend. Yeah. I mean, that shit's all over Tampa, St. Pete. He goes across country. There's another dude, a Zulu painter. He's doing all the, the murals at uh, Bush Gardens right now. Wow. Like, I've been in shows with this guy. And I'm a fucking nobody. Like, how am I in shows with these guys? Yeah. This guy puts me up at his place. Why? Yeah. It's well, when, well, like what you were saying about yeah, your dad with retirement. Okay, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but you keep talking about like Joe, like Joe Rogan, all right? Yeah. Joe Rogan was already a famous figure when he started podcasting. Okay, in retrospect, like that 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 was his platform, right? So, and and until you you look at it like you are a podcaster, you are this, you are that. Stop comparing yourself to these bigger guys. You mm-hmm. you're doing the same fucking thing they're doing. And my wife actually pointed out, I'm in shows with these guys. 
I am these guys. Yeah. You got to stop looking at it. I mean, stay, stay humble. Yeah. Like, don't like, let it go, like, you know, make you a cocky asshole, but you have to start yeah. realizing that this is what you do now. Yeah. I, that's one of the things that that book I'm reading atomic habits. It says you like, it, it is much easier to run if you identify as being a runner. It yeah. is much easier for you to make podcasts if you go, oh, I'm a podcaster. Mm-hmm. So I just go, up, I, this is what I do now. Like, what what, what it makes you become a podcaster? You fucking make podcasts. Well, I'm fucking doing that, so I'm a podcaster. It's what I'm doing now. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I'm a runner because I run. Mm-hmm. I'm a podcaster because I make podcasts. No, I'm not the most experienced one, but there's only one fucking way to have that happen, and that's by mm-hmm. doing it. Showing up, sitting down at the table, and having conversations. And so, like, when you were talking about your um, your dad retiring and dying two years later... Yeah. Like I'm the youngest in my family mm-hmm. by a long shot. And all of my, like my dad, my uncle, my grandmother, like so much of my family is retired. Mm-hmm. And my perspective of it is like they make retirement, like for people who work corporate jobs and the safe cushy jobs that aren't actually safe or yeah. cushy because you're relying on someone else to make the decisions for you. Mm-hmm. Like those jobs set you up to make you feel like retirement is a bigger thing than it actually is. Retirement is just going, oh, you don't have to do the shitty thing that you had to do for 50 hours a week for your whole life. You don't have to do it anymore. You go on permanent vacation. But when you get your retirement, you can't actually go on vacation every fucking week. Vacation's expensive. And now you actually have to live off of less than what you made previously in most cases. And then now you don't have energy and now you're like that most people retirement kills them and shout out to my cousin amy she literally like one point this is right after i started the podcast and ever since she said it i can't fucking unhear it in my brain it goes if money and opportunity weren't issues if those weren't if if you just had all the money and all the opportunity in the world what would you do for work because you're gonna have to work you know what i mean you can't Mm -hmm. just like if i gave you a hundred million dollars today you're gonna find something to make the time go by Mm -hmm. like fuck it like to me, this is what I would do. If all of a sudden I could, if I could call up anybody in the world and they would come do the podcast, and I had all the money and resources in the world to do it, like, like to me, that's that's winning the lottery. Fuck, fuck giving me ten million dollars or a hundred million dollars. Like, being able to do a podcast with unlimited guests and unlimited resources to get those guests here, that's the fucking dream. Okay, but how do I get from? having no podcast, working a corporate job, trying to figure life out as a young 20-year-old to getting to that point. Well, you just fucking you sit down and you do the thing and those yeah. stuff and all that stuff along the way comes as side effects. That's how I feel. You got I got to piss so bad. Okay, oh my god. I'm so glad you said that. I got to pee so bad. Somehow we're adults. Do do. Thank God you had you mentioned you had to pee. I had to pee so fucking bad. I was about to piss in your chair. My bladder. <laughs> I was about to piss in this Buffalo Trace bottle. I'm not going to lie. I was about to just scoot up how, close to the table. How funny would that be if like me and Steve were sitting here talking about like retirement here like psh, like in the background? I probably would have plotted them. Yeah. Like, just sit here and just Yeah. How, the dedication. I pissed on myself on my honeymoon. You guys want to hear that story? Uh, Fuck it, yeah. I'll tell it for the honeymoon. I uh, We were on our way. So we... <laughs> what? I'm laughing before you even <laughs> tell so, uh, so we're, we're So for our honeymoon, we went to Colorado, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. The four corner states. We actually... But we didn't go to the four corners. We went to all of the states. And uh, we were driving from Flagstaff, Arizona to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And we're so we're like 20 minutes away from our destination in Santa Fe, 
and uh, and I had to pee really bad because I've been drinking a lot of water. We were at higher elevation and to avoid getting like you know like oxygen saturation or whatever. some some shit I don't understand. But I'm drinking a lot of water, and I'm like I gotta fucking pee. And we're 20 minutes away. And I'm like I'm not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And but my wife she was like I'll be fine. And I was like fuck. But I've been keeping some bottles in case I had to piss. And uh, so when I, cycle it back a little bit, whenever I go hunting. Um, when you're in the woods, you're sitting in a tree stand for like four or five hours. So you have to pee at some point. Sometimes I just piss off the stand. Sometimes I piss in a bottle. Like it just really depends on the circumstances. Well, I was like, fuck it. I'll, you know, I know how to piss in a bottle. It's not a big deal. So, uh, the car we had had no tent on the front windows. Cause this is a, a rental. And I'm like, man, I don't want someone in here. Like just looking here and like see me pissing in a bottle. So like, yeah, I grabbed my jacket and I'm like covering myself and like pissing it in this bottle. And, uh, and man, I had to pee so bad. It was so such a relief. And I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna fill up a bottle. I fucking overflowed the bottle. I'm like sitting there pissing. I'm like, ah, oh. but I'm not watching what I'm doing. I'm just like, I got the, like the, my fucking jacket over me. And I'm like, ah, oh, so relieving. Ah, oh. and then my lap gets warm. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had to switch to another bottle. And after I had piss in my lap, I'm just sitting there fucking mad as fuck afterwards. And I'm like, god damn, it feels so good to pee sometimes. Until <laughs> it gets on you. <laughs> That's my pissed on me story. At least, I, knock on wood, haven't shit on myself in a long time. In a long time? Yeah. All right. I shit on myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think my last time I shit on myself? Sure. <laughs> Steve, this is a beautiful part of podcasts. Like, it's somehow we're adults, so you can take it as, like, a serious question yeah. or, like, a goddamn, I can't believe they let me pay taxes. So, uh, so uh, last time I shit on myself, I was, what was the big hurricane that came through Florida? Fucking 2017, 2016, something like that. That was Irma. It was the one that was supposed to like wipe Florida off the map, whatever that one was. It was supposed to, it was supposed to overhang Florida by like 100 miles on both sides. And it was yeah, supposed to come right up Florida mm-hmm. in like, it was category five. It was supposed to wreck Florida. It ended up doing nothing besides taking the power out for a couple of days. And, uh, and so we went to Georgia. We have cousins in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We were the Floridians that left. Whatever. Fuck us. I understand. Whatever. Uh, we left Florida. We went to Georgia, but my dad, my dad was like watching because he was debating whether to leave or not. And at this time, I was like, you know, kind of just fresh out of high school, still in college, kind of thing like that. And my dad calls me at fucking like two in the morning because he was watching the news and he was, "Hey, we're leaving now," because I was at my mom's house. My parents are divorced. I was at my mm-hmm. mom's house, and he's like, "We're leaving now." So um, I was like, "Fuck!" And I, you know, I was dating my wife at that point, and I was like, "Hey, we're leaving. Like, do you want to go or not?" And, uh, and it was a, it was a stressful time cause it's two in the fucking morning. Like who mm-hmm. can think consciously when they just woke up from a dead ass sleep. And so next thing you know, she's going with me last minute, leaving her family behind. I'm leaving a good portion of my family behind too, to go to Georgia for what we're thinking is going to fucking wipe Florida off the map. And so it was a stressful time, but I, I, my dad thinks I was just overstressed. I've dealt with a lot of stress before. I don't think I was stressed. I think, I think I ate something bad. Cause when we got to Georgia, we ate a bunch of food mm-hmm. and, I, I think something like ever like I ate something when we got there and I had explosive diarrhea. I couldn't get off the I was on the toilet more than I was off the toilet. And next thing you know it it, it got to it so bad where I literally was like I was like fetal position holding my stomach and I was like it I grew up going in and out of the hospital because I had a lot of health problems mm-hmm. as a kid and like I don't like going to hospitals. So by the time I'm begging you to take me to a hospital, it's pretty fucking bad. Yeah. And like like most dudes, we're we're tu- we're tougher than we should be and we don't we don't go to the hospital for things we need to. And so like by the time I was asking to the hospital, it was fucking like I couldn't move bad. And uh, and we go to this hospital in Georgia 
And by that time, I'm fucking throwing up. I can't, like, I, like fluids that I have not even consumed are coming out of me. And, like, it was bad. And I, I remember throwing up so hard I shit myself at the same time. <laughs> There's my shit myself story. That's awesome. Some of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, they have a lot of shit stories. You know, that's what it is. This dudes. Well, shit happens. It's yeah. in some of the shit I'm who it happened to. That's a little Wayne song, not my song. Sorry. You got coffee and whiskey in me, Steve. You got whatever you want now. <laughs> is what you asked for. <laughs> uh, I missed your turn coming up here. I passed a street called Who. Oh, you should probably should. You probably. <laughs> you shouldn't be announcing what streets I live next to. Hey, I don't know. Right. Uh, right. eh. I just died laughing. I'm like, I'm glad I missed his turn. Carefully, you pull up to the wrong street around here, you get shot. Yeah, we live out the fucking boondocks, man. Right. We shoot first, ask questions later. Like, you, you're, like your fighting philosophy, that was, that's people <laughs> shooting philosophy out here. So, you know. I drive slow up the drive. You, did you think it was funny when I sent you the address and I was like, you're going to turn onto a road that says no trespassing. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you stop at the gate and I was like, are you contemplating? <laughs> you know, when you t- when you turn off that hard run onto the dirt road and you yeah. start, you're like, fuck. <laughs> Like, like two, it helps. Two no trespassings. Like it, imagine if this was the first podcast, though. You'd Every be like, driveway you pass, someone's out there cocking a shotgun. Yeah, if you, Trump signs everywhere. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you had never seen, if you had never seen a clip of my podcast, you'd be like, "Does he? He's just saying this to get me out here to kill me." Man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But the lampshade. <laughs> All right, Steve. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I know you got to go to a soccer game at some point. Whatever. You got to get your wife on, man. I'm curious to hear what her philosophies in life are, because she sounds like a fucking cool person. She is. Yeah. To to be able to do, like, who you marry in life makes such a huge difference, man. That like you can probably sit here and tell us from experience today that if you weren't with her, life would be different. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, because they would be not. You wouldn't be pursuing art. It'd be something different. You'd be, you know, a doctor somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. McStuffin. <laughs> All right. Well, the next time you do this, if you ever want to do it again, man, bring some more art, show it off if you want to. If not, we can just come drink, have a good time, bring yeah. your wife on. We'll talk shit. All right, we'll I appreciate you doing that. I know it was uh, nerve wracking for an introvert like yourself to come talk in front of something that more than one person's going to see. So, yeah, it's all right. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, more, more, more than even that. Fucking got some new art for the podcast studio. And I didn't even know it was a print. That's fucking tits, man. I appreciate it. Super, super awesome. And it goes great. The gray and the the black and the white will go great against the gray. But all right, man. Thank you for doing this. Yes, sir. Is there you want to shout out your Instagram and stuff like that? If people want to give you a follow, check out more of your art. Nah, they can find me. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, it's like S DeLong something or whatever. I don't know what it is. That's why I didn't shout it out. <laughs> <laughs> check know. him out good great art check him on art shows he's probably there but i appreciate it man thanks for doing yes, this sir. and uh we'll see you next time bring your wife on we'll talk about the whole family affair all right all right buddy appreciate it bye everyone this episode of somehow we're adults is over but if you'd like to support the podcast you can subscribe to one of the levels of the patreon where we will release bonus episodes that can't be found anywhere else any of the money that we get from the Patreon would be used to upgrade old equipment as well as get new gear so that we can make the best podcast for you to tune into. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at Somehow We're Adults, where I share clips and content about the podcast, and the link in the bio will take you to any of the Somehow We're Adults pages. 
I encourage you to check out another one of the episodes if this is your first time listening. And if you're a repeat listener, thank you for your support. I love making the podcast, and I hope you tune in for future episodes of Somehow We're Adults.